you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to professional dancer, actress, and model Hannah Levitt Collins. Hannah has worked with the likes of JLo, Dua Lipa, Nicole Scherzinger, Kylie Minogue, and many more. She's also featured in the film Star Wars as a body double, I believe, and a stunt lady. Um, in this podcast, Hannah tells us what it's like to transition from being just a dancer to a model and working on film sets. We talk about dancers' rights and how we think we should be treated compared to how we are. We talk about taking class and the pros and cons of it. We talk about how to market yourself via social media as a performer and what you should be investing in and not invested in. We also talk about Hannah's new project called So What Now Artist. She speaks to performers and dancers asks them questions and delivers to you the responses. It's very, very, very insightful. Kind of similar to this, but not so much on a speaking platform. It's more through written text. It's fantastic. Go check that out on Instagram and Facebook at So What Now Artist. So here is Hannah Levitt Collins. And we're in, motherfucker. Hello. Good morning. Sorry for swearing at you straight away. It's just <laughs> my go-to. Just over a coffee. Just yeah. a quick swear word. Just get in there English. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, what have we got? Flat white. Coconut flat white. I've introduced you to flat white coconut milk, which yeah. is life-changing. It is. The coconut milk... I feel like I don't need a sweetener with it now. No, exactly. It's really delicious. It's perfect. You're never going to go back to a normal milk one. No. Actually, I don't think I will. You are welcome from so what now, yeah. artist. <laughs> I feel like I want a bigger one. I'm like, can I get it in like a large cup? Latte. Or can I get that as a latte? Boom, yes, with the coconut milk. Bang. That's a bit of a game changer. It is. That's anyway, your thing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. We're in a beautiful Starbucks in the middle of nowhere. We literally are in the middle of nowhere, but I'm quite enjoying not being in the middle of London for a yeah, change. Yeah, it's nice to be somewhere quiet, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to all the listeners if you do hear coffee being poured at the background. We are in Starbs. It's given us some, um, given us some, what's the word? Atmosphere. There we go. That's some the one I was background looking atmosphere. for. Background atmosphere. Um, my last podcast I did in a pub with Lois and we were drinking gin at one o'clock. It was brilliant. I we actually listened to it and I was like, <laughs> yes, you guys just having a quick bevy at the middle well, of the day. Well, I, I hadn't long been alive and she had just finished work so I was like oh, it's a bit cheeky if we have a drink now and I was like you deserve it you've been working since 7am she was like okay she's lovely yeah. she's uh, I listened to the podcast it was great she's dope right really really good so anyways they know about Lois let's get the listeners to know about you Hannah so you were just telling me uh, you know we had a bit of a get to know before this yeah um but what I want what I like getting out of these podcasts is that people don't know people don't get to hear about the artist that you are, I guess. They, I want people to understand how you got to where you are because that's the, that's the interesting bit. It you is. You know what I mean? It's the ingredients to the final product. It's the story, right? Yeah. So give us a bit about your background and, and you and how you became a performer. Wow. Okay, where do I begin? So I started dancing. I think I didn't start. I was a very late, late joiner. I didn't mm. start till about 14. I oh, think it's wow. quite common now, though. Now yeah. I hear a lot of other people talking. I was around the same. Yeah. Um, I went to uh, Stella Mann College mm -hmm. at 16 to 19, which was a huge awakening. Never yeah. taken ballet or tap. So you can imagine the... Um, the dilemmas in my head through those three years <laughs> but um I loved it I had a great time um 
I actually enjoyed college considering where I was at compared to other people in level and I learnt a lot at a young age and then yeah started working professionally from 19 I was really lucky I actually auditioned for Dancers Inc they were one of my first auditions and mm -hmm. I got in there I'm not sure how now when I think about it but uh, <laughs> I got in there I'm sure there was a reason Close Show Live was my first job oh and wow. wow well you started with the stressful one I started do you know what I mean do you know what I think actually I've always had very um intense jobs I've always yeah. kind of been on those jobs I've never had like the really really the really breezy job. ones yeah and that was my first job and I was so lucky because I worked with who I thought at the time were like really big people in the industry mm -hmm. so and as a 19 year old you know um, there was people like Sarah Robinson mm -hmm. and Leanne and OGs. Jared mm -hmm. OGs let's say mm -hmm. yeah um, and oh my god what an awakening so yeah that was my first and then I've just had a very crazy kind of 10 years in all realms yeah from uh, commercial dance. I then ended up dropping into modeling. I did a lot of fashion uh -huh. for a long time for a short girl, yeah. which I was very proud of. Because you're like the queen of photo shoots on Instagram. You have, you have great <laughs> headshots on Instagram. <laughs> Do you know what? It's one thing. I never, th actually weird, growing up, it was the opposite. Really? I never thought of myself like that because I was actually always kind of the ugly duckling. It's very chubby. I don't believe it. No, seriously, I'll, sh I'll send you some pictures after this. I was chubs um, too. Chubs, yeah. yeah. And I had gappy teeth and I was very odd, not odd looking, but I wasn't conventionally kind of pretty. Mm -hmm. So then when I had my first pictures done, like we all do, you know, when mm -hmm. you come out of college and you're like, oh my God, I've got to get some photos done. <laughs> Who do I go to? <laughs> How do I pose? Um, I just found a photographer and I was like, do you know, they were modelly. And mm -hmm. back then you didn't have modelly pictures. Everyone yeah. had their dancer pictures and their yeah. like layouts and yeah. turns. And I was like, I'm just going to go with these because I, I like them. And I felt like that uh, eventually that really evolved and changed. And now everyone has modelly pictures and that's just the go-to. But I really kind of just dropped into modelling. It was something I never, ever, ever imagined I would do. Yeah. Ever. And especially get paid for it and be making more money from it. How did dancing. you get your first modelling gig? Um, I can't try and remember what my first... Ah, my first casting, which ended up being my first modelling job... I walked in and walked out the casting to start yeah. with because I'm five foot five and five foot six, if anyone asks. And <laughs> um, everyone was like six foot to the clouds. Uh, you, you know what editorial models are like. They're yeah. all sky high. And it was for Harrods. It was for a campaign. Mm -hmm photographic and I was like oh my god what am I doing I have no idea again just so alien mm. and I booked it Win. and the best part was I was like the feature like the main girl and then there was Sick. three editorial models behind me in the uh, campaign and that was amazing and yeah that was my first gig and it kind of just rolled off there I kind of just sent I, I was very good at grafting mm -hmm. so I really looked into I really researched what I needed to who which agencies I needed to be with what I needed to get in my portfolio in order mm -hmm. to for them to accept me and want me. And I just started kind of looking into that field rather than the dancer field for a little while. That was great. And also it started to really intertwine. So I remember I did a Clark's campaign. Yeah. Amazing. Walked in and I was like, I'm never going to book this. Again, doubting myself, which all performers do. And I walked out and thought, don't know how that went. And I booked it, and they booked me as a model, but they booked me because I was a dancer. Oh, brilliant. So you can take direction and stuff. Yeah, and I just started seeing how those two worlds combine so much. But mm -hmm. as dancers, we don't really know well, you, that. Yeah, you don't get you don't get told it. You exactly. don't get taught it. Exactly. Don't get taught that at college. Um, there was many things in college as well through my 
I had great training, but at the same time, there were so many elements that I was not taught mm -hmm. that over the last 10 years I've taught myself. Like what? Bloody hell, where do I begin? Um, how to brand yourself. Mm -hmm. That would be my number one. And yeah. that's what I really, really promote to when I teach at Stella Man and if I do my workshops, how to brand yourself. Things that people don't tell you, for example, but we were just having a discussion earlier. Yeah. How are you going to make an income, a consistent income? that is going to be, allow you to live, mm -hmm. pay your rent, feed yourself. Um, how are you going to do that in your industry? So you don't have to have that crappy side job that you mm -hmm. don't want to actually do, like yeah. working in Starbucks, let's yeah. say, we're sat at Starbucks. Um, they don't teach you that. No. They, you and if you do have to do that, what will you do that complements? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's so many things. Uh, pictures, great thing we just spoke about. People, I can't stress how much. Your pictures and what you look like and how you present yourself, especially now with social media, that's a mm -hmm. whole other realm, how you promote yourself on social media, that's, mm -hmm. how, that's what people are gonna yeah. book you for. So if you're promoting yourself in one way, but you wanna be wanting to be perceived in another way. Yeah, it's different now, isn't it? Because when we were leaving college, that didn't really matter. But now it's such a huge... It's huge. It's huge. Like, mo anyone that's going to book you probably goes on your Instagram and your Facebook to see what you do in your spare time they, and, and to see the to see the the quote-unquote real you. Yep. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to the one that just auditioned to see if you were being real or not. Yep. Whereas, I, I don't know, I didn't have that problem before. I remember the first time going into a uh, casting and then being like, can you write your social media outlets down? I'm like, why? Yeah, you're <laughs> thinking, oh my good God, what drunken picture have I got up from the yeah. weekends I need to now take down? Why do you want my social media? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a huge, now in education for performers, that it needs to be introduced heavily. How social media can become a platform for you and can brand you and mold mm -hmm. you without you even relying on anyone but you because mm -hmm. you know agents are amazing um they look after you there's so many elements we need the agents for but at the same time there's so many aspects you can use that platform to push yourself in terms of for example look at all these bloggers look at all these influencers yeah. look at the dancers in la who are absolutely laughing yeah. because they use all they are using is are themselves they're not mm -hmm. giving anyone commission for that no. they are getting you know nike for example adidas might contact them and go we want to use you in our next yeah. campaign and you can turn around and go oh this is how much i charge yeah and Boom. not have any affiliation <laughs> to anyone to give them money or nothing exactly so i think it's so important to start bringing that in but yeah in my education of course didn't have that we didn't even have social media back then so you really had to do Bebo. background work <laughs> yeah Bebo, MySpace. And MySpace. Um, I remember looking at Dancers Inc website for example this mm -hmm. prime example and looking at what dancers who I thought were their most working dancers was who they had their photos mm -hmm. with what kind of vibe are they going with I'm gonna try and go with that photographer because I think that will help me mm -hmm. um, I mean show reels websites showreels showreels was the thing back in the day oh every year people did a new showreel I've only ever done one but I, I didn't have a showreel until about three years ago yeah because I always felt very I always auditioned for jobs anyway because when we first mm -hmm. came out that's what you did that's what you did there but was now, no direct booking back then <laughs> there was no direct booking or can you send me your Instagram your website and your pictures and mm -hmm. I'll book you off that I've never yeah. met you but I'll book you because yeah. I believe what I'm seeing um, showreels now, I think, are a huge thing and they've developed so much. And again, it comes to branding yourself. How yeah. do you want to brand yourself? And you can be so smart with it, mm -hmm. I think, personally. So, yeah. But then in the last, like I keep saying, 10 years, because that's how I feel, 10 years, mm -hmm. after the modeling, after the commercial dance, then going into film, that was a huge wake-up call for me. Yeah. 
I had no idea of how films worked. I had no idea of the way their entertainment industry worked in, in terms of against our industry. Um, that was a huge wake up call. I've never, I've never done a film before. And when I had Tarek on the um, podcast who did Mary Poppins and he was telling me about like the long grueling oh hours and God. stuff and how it was yeah. like, what the fuck, I've never done this before. Yeah, and just how... And not, it's so organised, but there's so many people in that camp and there's mm -hmm. so many camps. So I just never experienced the huge range that goes into a film. Yeah. I was very fortunate. The team I worked with were kick-ass stunt performers, so yeah. that's great. I learned a lot from them, but at the same time, I experienced a lot of, you know, my own insecurities, my own uh, issues with not feeling, you know, like I fitted in or that I was right because I was a dancer and I was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm not a stunt girl. Yeah. So, uh, you did Star Wars, right? Yeah. And what, what did that require from you? So... What, what did you do in it? I was Daisy Ridley's... Uh, picture double, mm -hmm. uh, body double, and uh, I was with the stunts team and they actually had another girl called Chloe Bruce who's a phenomenal, yeah. like absolute badass. Mm -hmm. That girl is incredible. We actually just did an interview with her uh, a couple of weeks ago and she's an amazing martial arts stunts woman. Mm -hmm. However, they brought me on just solely, for, you know, I, I double, I look I happened to look like her, which yeah. was fantastic for both parties because Daisy was an absolute dream to work with as well. But of course, you know, you walk into an environment, it's a bit like when you go into a ballet class and you've never done ballet before yeah. and you're going, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. they all work together in every single film and they're a clique and mm -hmm. they all know each other and they're in their personal lives and work lives. And I just felt totally out of my depth. I was like, oh my God, I'm because I'm really into sports anyway. I always yeah. have been. I've grown up in that environment. My dad was very much like, you know, I skied, I rock climbed, I horse rode. Sick. Yeah, I was just, I was more of an outdoorsy tomboy than a girly ballerina, let's mm -hmm. say. So it was just a really huge eye opener. <laughs> but I doubled her, I loved it, had a great time, got to travel loads and see a lot of things. However, I saw, saw a lot of things outside of my little base camp, shall we say, my little bubble, in terms of how, you know, crowd are treated yeah. and how there's so many different levels of hierarchy in the yeah. film industry, which I never knew. Uh -huh. That part I didn't enjoy as much. No. And I don't think you'd ever know Were you treated it. well? I was treated very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was treated well. I, you know, I had a, tr had a nice trailer. and Win. I had a well, great... Well, you spend hours in there, so I hope it's nice. hours in my fluffy dressing gown. However, you know, um, there is... There's elements as well, you know, um, I wasn't on a retainer. However, I was, you know, expected to be available at the drop of the hat. Oh, I see. Which is hard when you're self-employed yeah, and you're being really paid hard. and you're trying to pay your bills, but then you're waiting to see if you're needed that week or not needed that week. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a bit of a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Uh, so there was elements of that I found very difficult. Uh, element, like having my hair cut off, that was very oh, difficult. Did they cut your hair they as well? Hair I hope they compensated you for that, motherfucker. Wow. It was an experience. They cut it all off and bleached it, and it didn't need to be bleached. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the whole film as a whole, I'm really grateful for it, and I was treated really well, and it was such a different experience to anything I'd ever had in terms of dance. Yeah. And it was nice to be treated like a little bit like and I guess the artist. <laughs> going and doing something and not actually dancing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and, try, and being told, don't be a dancer. Don't do that that way. Which is so hard. So hard. Even just running through a forest. Yeah. I'll never forget. They were like, no. 
No, do it again. You're, no. you're, you're running like a dancer. It's way too coordinated. Yeah. It's too pretty. We make it look too pretty. And that's another thing I find really difficult in acting. Like, you know, acting comes into the dance world massively with uh, adverts and mm -hmm. film. And there's loads of different little jobs that now come up with acting. That's one thing I found really difficult. Trying just to be normal and be me yeah, and just be perform. real. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to be... You just go into autopilot, don't you? Yeah. Go, oh, there's a camera. <laughs> like, yeah. Smize. Yeah. <laughs> and also developing a sense over of knowing who I am and what I want and knowing that, you know, my journey is different to everyone's. I think we all, as dancers and artists and performers, we look up to people and we idolise people in our industry and mm -hmm. we think we have to have the same journey as them yeah. and we have to tick off the same jobs as them yeah. in order for us to succeed. Yeah. Did you? Who did you look up to? Who was your... At a young age, mine was definitely Sarah Robinson mm -hmm. and Jen Griff. Yeah. Um, Jen Dog. Oh, I mean, they're both they're phenomenal. They were both for me when I was definitely like sort of 19 um, and going up. But then, you know, again, went into other worlds and different places and started to look at, up to other people in different ways as well. You know, people who were kind of um, developing their career into mm -hmm. other avenues, I found really inspiring. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow, like, why have I not thought of doing that? Mm -hmm. Or why aren't I doing that? Your skills carry over into other, other realms of the industry, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I feel like now, as a whole in the industry, you can... You can literally be whatever you want to be. And you mm -hmm. can say, oh, for example, I'm an activist, I'm a dancer, and I'm a aerialist. And that's mm -hmm. okay to be all three. Yeah. But I felt when we went, made, you know, yeah, 10 yeah. years ago, you had to really pick your camp. And it was like, yeah. I'm a dancer. What do you want to be known as? Yeah. I was the dancer which could do tricks. There but I go. was always afraid of being known as the tricker who could dance. Yeah. I didn't want to be in that camp because I never wanted to be higher hired as the tricker do you know what I mean I wanted to be the dancer yeah. who if you needed me to do a few backflips yeah. I can but it's so easy isn't it because I became known I for example like we said I modeled but I modeled actually solely for them you know for the money because I was like well this is great money yeah, not because you were like I want to be not because I want to be the next top model yeah. <laughs> oh, no 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 way never wanted to um I enjoyed the shoots but it wasn't what I wanted to do long term but then I got painted very quickly that you know you're you're a model so you, you, you're clearly not a dancer. I remember mm. one of my first jobs, dance jobs. Um, some uh, choreographer said to me, oh, I never even realized you could dance. I just thought you were a fashion model. I was, and I then was like, oh, I felt really naive. And I thought, oh, my God, what have I been branding myself as? Yeah. With pictures, you know, with what uh -huh. I post. And I thought, of course no one's been hiring me as a dancer. All I post is modeling stuff. Yeah, no one knows I can dance. Exactly. Yeah. I think it wasn't until really I did um, I did a show. Like I said, my first job was clothes show. That's one of the hardest. Used to be one of the hardest auditions of the year. Yeah. Well, it was the job of the year. It was that and X. When I first started, it was clothes show and X Factor were the two biggest jobs of the year. Yeah. And now I, I don't even really know. I think X is still a big thing here, but I uh, only for the people that you're working with, not necessarily for the job itself. Yes, for sure. Um, I did a show called Dance, Dance, Dance. In mm, me too. <laughs> You've done it too. I'm the, I was the original guinea pig. Yes. Oh, did you do Amsterdam? I did the first the one, Netherlands. yeah. Oh, wow. You I, were the guinea pig. I did the, the the hell job. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't think unless you've done it, yeah. people don't understand. When you say to them, no, I, you have no idea of how many choreographies. I mean, I can't even remember now how many you do no, over those six I just shows. remember always being tired, always being sore, yep. and always being annoyed. 
uh, <laughs> or put in a different place or yeah or, or changing steps as i'm walking on stage but yeah. the listeners have heard me absolutely grill that show many oh, times fab. But so i'm not I'm, the first person to no, say <laughs> but everyone i know who's done it since if they did the first season, mm. they all say how it's got better every time, oh, good. which is great to hear that they're, they're yeah, evolving and, and progressing. But my first, I did the first season and I vowed to myself I will never, never. do it again. See, I did the first season of Germany. Uh-huh. I did the how was that? Uh, again, maybe similar, mm-hmm. uh, similar situation to you. Is that with D- David Hernandez? Did no, he, do that he one? did the second, second season. season. So the first season was Sarah Hammerschmidt. No idea. Uh, she's lovely. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> and who else? Oh, God, I can't even think. Camillo. Oh, yeah. Camillo. Phen- again, mm-hmm. phenomenal dancer. And do you know what? It wasn't anyone's fault in that situation. It was just a situation of it was a new show mm-hmm. to Germany. Obviously, it had been done in, Amst- yeah. uh, in Amsterdam. And it just did a lot of things were bumping heads and I feel that it was just again a trial and error situation because season two came back and again similar to you never doing it again you couldn't pay me to do that it Mm -hmm. was stress and I went back for season two and I'm so grateful I went back because it was one of the best experiences I had that's nice it did a a big full turn for you full turn and don't get me wrong we were tired stressed all the same as the first situation with body wise but the team of dancers especially I just don't think I just thought we got so lucky and I don't think I'll ever have that again yeah. in terms of like a little family uh, that was fab and then actually last year I got called in to do I covered someone who was injured in Dance at Stance Amsterdam Amsterdam oh sick I covered Ginny was yeah, she Ginny. yeah Ginny Ginny Powell yes uh, but I was doing Dua Lipa billboards in Vegas and I got a phone call a message from Timor saying you know could you fly over tomorrow or the next day and oh wow i did it and it was a challenge to myself but I was there for a month but I jumped in and they'd already done rehearsals yeah so you're just picking up as you go along I learned I think I don't know how many numbers Lizzie Goff was sending me numbers over video oh, I, Lizzie. she again <laughs> she's my favorite person ever she's just she's incredible incredible yeah and I just jumped in and I don't I remember there was a point breaking point with Ashley I said I just don't know how I can phys- mentally take any more in. Yeah. And I had one breaking moment on stage, which actually now I'm quite proud of, because yeah. when I think of what I put myself through, I should have had many meltdowns. Mm. And I stood there. It was, it was one of actually the simpler numbers. It was Janet Jackson together again. And I was put at the front, and I didn't know the choreography. And I just stood there, and I went, I don't know it. Yeah. And I wanted to have a few full-on crying breakdown, and I felt so bad for it. Um, there's just so much pressure, but again... I proved myself. I feel like to myself as a dancer, bloody hell, I can do a lot more than what I think I can. That's how I felt. I went to leave after the second week of Dance, 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 Mm. and then the final week Mm. I went to leave. And the only reason I stayed was because of the team of dancers I was with. And we'd kind of built like a family. Yes. Like we called it the Golden Jail because we were in this beautiful (laughs) mansion. Literally, we're in like a 13... Where was my mansion? (laughs) 13-year million mansion. And... We called it the Golden Jail because we only slept in there. And if we weren't in there, we were working. Oh, yeah, you're, you're so literally we were, living at the so studios. We, it was heaven, but we called it Golden Jail because it was literally like we lived a prison life. Well, That's, that wasn't was the experience joke. I had. I was in, um, that was actually the only part of the experience that I really struggled with. And actually, I think it was a big tipping point for me to start So What Now Artist. Mm. I remember I've carried a journal. That's another thing I do now. Similar to you maybe in LA. Like I feel like you have so much time to in your on your own, in your own head. Uh-huh. I just write it down to get it out. Otherwise, yeah. it just sits in my head. And I turned up and I didn't realise that we were sharing apartments. Yeah. 
Well, we had 13 of us in one house. It was yeah. a mansion, but we still, but still 13 people after you work together. And they're all amazing people, but we, we all clashed and stuff. Me and Sean Niles shared a room, so it was perfect because we understand each other. We've known yeah. each other for such a long time that when he was in a mood, I'd be like, you're being a dick. And he'd go, <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? And vice versa. But so it was easy. Other. But it was it was stressful, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I finished that job, I was like, if I can get through this job, I can get through any you job. You can do anything. There's no job that's ever going to feel like yeah. this. And that's how I feel now. I but totally agree. It's weird. I've never had one even remotely close since. No, and I don't think I'll ever. And I always go back to that thought place where, and just think, oh, my God, this is nothing on what I've dealt with in that situation. But... The living situations for me was just so not not okay, and I felt very the respect level I felt as as a as a team of dancers wasn't okay, yeah. and I was sad that they were putting up with it for three months because I was only there for a month. Yeah, I was sleeping in the living room at one point because it was when I say two, imagine two single beds, and then not even half a foot, but um, mm -hmm. half a foot, half a meter between the beds. Yeah. You're you're rehearsing with these people all day long, and then you got to sleep next to them. And then you sleep next to them, and even if you're as close as anything, you need your own personal space to recover. What yeah. if you want to ring your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or you want to Facetime your family, or yeah. you just want to have maybe I don't know, you want to meditate or something. Yeah, that's I find that within the dance industry though, like we, it's not very often that you get your own room. But why and why is that standard okay? I don't know. When I did um, Kylie. I, I'll never forget. I was like, we got treated amazing on yeah. Kylie. Like, we got PDs. Mm -hmm. You know, we never did overtime. Like, yes. everything was done very, very well. well. Except for, I only realized how differently we were treated when I saw the band. And, like, the band flew business class. We <laughs> flew economy. The band had their own room. We shared. And I remember being like, until that moment, everything felt perfect. And I was yeah. like... You so, feel so grateful just to be on the job. Yeah. And then, I was, that job. and then I was like, so why am I different now? What's the difference between me and them? Like, and, and that really strung a chord with me. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I'm exhausted too. There's so many times I've thought that. And I, I always wonder why we don't get that. And it's great that I think, like, Dancers Network are trying to resolve yes. these things. I'm grateful for them dancers, yeah, now being around Network. to try and make a difference. Yeah, they're fabulous. We're looking to collaborate with them as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, what Everything they're doing, I've been thinking and thinking. And I feel dwelling and pushing out on my own social media for a long time. I'm very... Um, I, try, I try to be opinionated in the right way, not just kind of always putting... <laughs> vocally like oh this is wrong and that's wrong we should be treated this way I'm good at both <laughs> yeah I think there has to be some kind of balance and that's why I started my side project but yeah Dancers Network I think are fab and what they're doing is very much needed yeah I, I went agree. in to see Simon and Howe um, mm -hmm. I'm represented by them anyway about So What's Now artist and hearing them talk about they had just had a meeting with Dance um, Dancers Network and hearing them talk about it mm -hmm. as a whole and how dancers are treated and the standards and I just think there's so there needs to be so much more growth at yeah. the moment there's it needs to be lifted I right agree. now it's not okay we're in a great time at the moment with social media as well I think for this I feel like I was always under the impression that dancers would just we had to do what we were told to do mm. and our voices mm -hmm. not weren't valid but they kind of weren't. If you pipe yeah. up, you... You, you get in you, trouble. Yeah. You know, and whatever you ate, you were so afraid of annoying your agent or if the older generation dancer did it that way, we've got to do it that way. Mm -hmm. But now we're in a generation where we've all got voices and we can all voice them. So it's about people doing it in a 
a well-constructed manner. Yes. Like you've started So What Now Artist, Leah's started the EA Dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Richie and Dancers Network and stuff have just released a video called the uh, the Black Box series with George doing it. Yes. Like I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're releasing that. Like Dax and Dwayne have started a vlog mm-hmm. video. Like there's so much ha- now happening where dancers have voices. I'm like, this is brilliant. Now is the time where we can all communicate and we can all educate the younger generation coming up to not make the same mistakes that exactly. we did. And like that's why I started this podcast because I was like, when I go and teach places. People have no idea about what they're going into. Oh, it's so refreshing and that, to hear. And you now say we've that. all got a way of teaching them the rights and the wrongs yes. and learn. Like, and I'm not saying you're learning from us because we're perfect. Oh no, far from <laughs> it. I want you to learn from every mistake I've ever made and not make the same ones because exactly. I've done a lot. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Everything you've just said is literally. I feel like I, I feel like I've got a parrot. Um, <laughs> when I teach at Stella Man and I do my own workshops, I say over and over to them I'm not perfect you're not going to have the same jobs I've done you might you you all of your careers be totally different my career you know has been I, I'm really I'm content with it and I feel there's still it doesn't mean because I'm now doing another side project that my career is going to stop but I say to them you need to know these things and mm-hmm. I wish someone had told me these things yeah. because it would have saved me so much time yeah I agree um, and I just wish I've been reaching out to colleges for the last year Mm-hmm. I'm talking all colleges and yeah. I'm happy to say all colleges because if any of you listen to this I hope you're going to respond to my emails <laughs> because you should um, you can call them out <laughs> I'm just so sick of it like I you know I e- they want me to come teach there as Hannah Levitz Collins yeah. but the minute I introduce I think you need to start looking into your mental well uh, mental yeah. welfare for your students the self-esteem issues that are going on are not not okay. No. The way that they view themselves isn't okay. And actually, you're setting them up for a failure because you're not actually mentally training them. Mm-hmm. You're just physically training if them. You're teaching them how to do pirouette and a yeah. pondu, but not teaching them mentally how to exactly. deal with rejection. Exactly. Comparison to other yep. people, you know. All of it. Um, these are things that I, obviously, the topics I talk about already on So What Now Artists, but I've spent hours constructing these emails and, se- you know putting my points across because I'm so passionate about it and also because I just wish that I had had that training and I see, you know, I have girls in my classes crying because mm-hmm. they don't like the way they look. Yeah. And when I say to them, I, you know, and they're all beautiful in their own, yeah. in their, in their own way, in what, you know, they're not all going to look like Kylie Jenner. No. Why do you think that that is the only way to be beautiful? Because mm-hmm. you, you know, and also it's with social media. Guys, I'm pale and ginger. If I can fucking <laughs> make it, anyone can. I've got gappy <laughs> teeth. I was told at 19 that I would never make it in yeah. this industry unless I changed the way I looked. So I was told I was boring. Got told the same thing. Yeah, they were, I got told to cut my hair into a bob and dye it blonde nice. with a box fringe. Yes. And I got offered 500 quid to do it and I said no. And I, I remember where I was in Asda. I'll never forget it, paying at a checkout. I got the email from an agent saying, you know, this is a really big mistake. This will make, your career, this will make you stand mm-hmm. out in auditions you're really classical and you're very boring to look at which is a bit harsh but I was like you know what I'm going to stick with it I'm so happy I did and at the moment you know there's going to be times where it works for me and it doesn't Mm -hmm. and that's just the way it is again teaching students you're not always going to book a job it's nothing personal you might be an inch too small your eye colour might be wrong you might be I don't know you might um, not fit the costume you might be too tall oh my god the amount of times they've gone do you know what we love you but you're just like your waist is an inch too big for the costume Mm. first of all if they (laughs) 
that's nothing to do with your talent. There's nothing to do with the way you look. It's just purely there being yeah. tight on budget and can't be mm -hmm. asked to make you a new costume. Do you think, I always think this, do you think, and kind of what we spoke about before we started the podcast, do you think it would help performers if they were told why they don't get the jobs? If they say they get down from the last hundred people to the last five and they only want three. I think you've got, do you know what? I think we'd all love to know. Yeah. I'm actually on at the well, moment. I think, I think people would love to know, but also not love to know the, the truth the or truth. the reality. Yeah. But I feel like. Because can you handle the truth? Yeah. That's the question. But 95% of the time. It's not going to be something which is going to hurt your feelings. No. It's going to be a logistic. Yes. I think what is so important to educate them is how mentally they can mould themselves to deal with that so that they can answer those questions for themselves. For example, I'm waiting on a film I went for. Have they, you know, have, I'm on the short, I'm, short I'm, I'm waiting basically. It's been like three weeks. In my head, I had another dancer message me saying, have mm -hmm. you heard anything? Have you heard anything? Yeah. Which was me three yeah. years ago. Going, yeah, I've oh been God. that person. Da, 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 I want to know. I was that know. person yeah. last year when it was a job I was dying for. Exactly. When it was Magic Mike, yeah. that was me messaging Ross. That was me messaging, yes. have you heard anything? And everyone saying yes. And me like, fuck. Yes. Like freaking out why yeah. I hadn't. Why haven't I heard anything? Yeah. Oh my God, they've been penciled. I've learned to let that shit go because... You cannot spend your every single day dwelling, oh my God, but that person's heard and I haven't. Because you know what? If it's meant to be, it's it will be, be and they mm. will ring you. But if you can mentally get into that headspace and you can realise things happen for a reason. I've lost jobs that I've been so hung up on. I've been like, oh my God, yeah. that was the job I wanted. That was my dream job. And then in that moment, I've got so lost being like so hung up on it. And then a year down the line, I'm like, oh my God, that's why that didn't work out because that job worked out and yeah. that job was phenomenal and that job has led me on to whatever. Mm -hmm. But they didn't teach you this in colleges. And I'm like, I'm saying to the colleges, why are you not teaching them how to be mentally ready or mentally prepared for rejection? Or just to be able to give themselves yeah. that, um, give themselves, what's a word I'm looking for? Um, Some value. Oh, don't get me started on self-value. There's no <laughs> self-worth. Um, and that's another thing that needs, I think Dancers Network are really what are really um helping with is self-worth yeah you have to know your self-worth oh a hundred percent you have to know what it's not okay to work for free for example like no come on now not at all but then it's hard isn't it because i've been that person oh yeah because you want to get exposure when i moved to la um i didn't it wasn't jobs for free but like i went and michael was part of i think it's one church Yes. In LA, um, I had no friends. When I first moved to LA, I knew Matt Elwood and Natalie Gilmore. Yeah, I, I didn't know. know how that feels. I didn't yeah. know anyone else. You've been that person. Yeah. And I met Michael, and I met him via a friend, and he was so loving and like da 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 like. I, and he was like, "I'm doing this project for one church. We rehearse every day for the next two weeks for an hour a day, in uh, the studio in NoHo, and then we're going to perform at the church, do two performances. I'm not religious in the slightest whatsoever. I." I doesn't phase me yeah. or interest me in one bit and I was like uh, I'm not really in a position to say no to this I'm not doing anything anyway and we were performing at a church it was for church so I was like yeah cool well, I'm gonna do it I gained I became a better dancer from it I made a shitload of new friends mm. I made shitload of contacts and I booked a shitload of work and I'm not saying that that means it's okay to do free work because I guess it wasn't a job do you know what I mean it was for a church and it was for a Basically, all the people who are at the church yeah. put on a performance. I was just someone that wasn't at the church. I feel like that's like in terms of when you want to build, because I'm totally with you. Do you know I what I mean? It's not LA. a job, but it's not a job. For example, what I mean when I say work for free is when, for example, the Brits say, let's say years Completely. ago, Ollie Murs, a bunch of us dancers 
got taken off yeah. professional dancers so they could use bird college which is horrific that's not okay they replaced but what you're some, saying I yeah because totally no one was getting paid for mine and i feel like that's where we need to educate dancers on what's right and what's wrong yes. and what's free and what's not because if it's something where it's like no one's making any money from this it's a charity kind of thing it's for yeah. church it's charitable it's a performance or if you're in a local dance group and you're performing somewhere mm. You know that's fine. Yeah, and I, but well, when it's you're sacrificing other people's wage or or someone is making money off your performance, then then that's where the boundaries yeah, cross. Yeah, you know, with film, uh, film industry, film, mm. films at the moment are loving dancers like mm. Aladdin, Dumbo. Oh, they're killing I it. Mean, it's great, Cinderella, all these different Disney films, all these different great Disney films. Um, none of them that I know of. I didn't work on any of them. But you know, there's other films. For example, um, randomly, I got asked if I was available for a film. It was actually being filmed in India. And the minute I started asking questions, I could just tell it was shady. And I was like, oh, so I was like, could you just let me know? Like, the wage wasn't great anyway. I was like, are there per diems? Where, well, you where know, am I living? Where am I living? Are you paying for flights? Is royalties? The minute you start talking about royalties, people, you know if it's a legit yeah. production because it's very black and white with royalties. Yeah. They were like, oh, no, there's no royalties because... So, wait, I was like, so hold up. I'll be fully featured in the film. Yeah, it's only this much a day. That's only that much a day. You're not giving me really the outlines of if I'm going to be fed or not or whatever. However, you're telling me that you have full rights to use my face, but you're not going to pay me anything for that in the future. Yeah, not a fucking chance. Yeah, but that... I, That's you, you see who people who who still who still do it, and mm -hmm. I straight away I ask the questions so that I don't waste their time mm -hmm. in an audition. I don't waste my time going to an audition if I know that I'm already not my value in my head is Isn't in right. a different place. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what again I teach students because the thing is, you come out of college and you just want to get your foot in the door, and we all know that feeling. We all want to do that, but it's educating them to know when people are taking advantage of you and when they're taking the piss of like piss out of you, and also you're just as good like yeah. you have to start somewhere just because you're mm -hmm. 19 and someone's 29 doesn't mean you should be on it's treated Less. differently I've said it quite a few times on the podcast I wish that there was um, you know how in football you have like premiership championship yes. league one league two yeah. I wish there was a system that you could hire dancers on where they're placed in a category on via their experience yeah and, yeah. and you could be paid that way so say like a company was like I've only got 10,000 for this music video mm -hmm. And I can spend five thousand of that on dancers, mm -hmm. and I want, I don't know, ten dancers, and we're like, cool. Well, they need that the, that dancers' money needs to equivalent to five hundred for the rehearsal mm -hmm. and the shoot, and they're like, oh well, I can't get ten of them or something like that. I don't know, do you know what yeah. I mean? And then you could be like, well, I want three championship dancers, yes. and then I want three <laughs> premiership dancers, and then I want the rest of them to be like a uh, division three dancer but they're only going to do half a day. Yeah. And a way to work out a pay scheme to make that make sense, and yeah. they won't be featured as much, and they will. Something like idea. that. Where if there is a problem with budgeting, which I understand. We all understand mean? that. We all understand yeah, yeah. that. The same way we have a budget with like, oh, I don't want to buy a Starbucks coffee yeah. today. I'm going to buy a prep one. Yeah. Why? Because it's a lower, it's not as good a coffee. Yeah. Like <laughs> of course, or you're like, I'm not going to have coffees out for the week because I can't afford it, so I'm going to go and buy some filtered coffee and have filtered coffees at home for yeah. the price of one coffee. Yeah, you know, it's a budget thing. So I always think, imagine there was a way we could organise that or arrange that. Kind of the same way in LA as you get a SAG dancer and a non-SAG yeah. dancer. Oh, yeah, that was... A f I was like, what does this mean when I moved yeah. over? I was on jobs thinking, why are they getting treated and yeah. paid better than me? Oh, because they pay a yearly fee. Mm -hmm. They pay SAG, so they pay... 
X amount a year that's, to get paid more and treated better. Yeah, and that's another <sighs> thing, learning how American mm -hmm. industry works compared to UK industry and so how their different. unions work compared to our unions. And that was a huge, huge learning curve. Um, I had no concept of at all until I moved over there. And I think that's also something, you know, not many dancers, I mean, it's all well and it's amazing if you can go over there, you can, if you love it there and you can make your career there, amazing and you genuinely love it. But I think there's nothing wrong with if you're a dancer, you've gone there, you've done a couple of jobs and you've mm -hmm. tested it out, you've trialed it and you come back and you've got that, yeah, that experience to share with dancers yeah, knowledge. here and knowledge. That, that's amazing yeah. because it's not for everyone and I think at the moment with social media that seems to be like the only way to show that you've made it and I'm like yeah. hold on London's yeah. got amazing opportunities oh 100% I don't think just because you've become an LA dancer means you've made it yeah it's it's odd isn't it how if it's being put on a pedestal and I was a part of that yeah. um, I thought if I moved to LA I've made it yeah me too. you know I was like here at 2021, 20, working for all the American choreographers, mm -hmm. thinking, I, I prefer this. They always hire me. Why doesn't Paul Roberts always hire me? Or yeah. Paul Domain and Amy Allen, Derulo's old choreographer, mm -hmm. said to me, you should move to America. And I was like, what? And she's like, <laughs> okay. I'll help you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 21, naive as fuck. Literally, within a year, I was there. Yes. Like, did all my paperwork. I was gone. Then you get there and you go oh, this is even more difficult than it was in London because I have not got anyone to support me. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and although 100%. I did three years there and I was successful, you know, it was it was difficult. It was a struggle. Mm -hmm. I had to have a side hustle. A go-go dance in a and fucking gay, gay bar in a and, speedo. And how huge... I, uh, side hustle is not talked about enough for me in education. I'm uh -huh. like, why is no one telling me that I should have got a side hustle? Like, yeah. I did I did podium for years, yeah. for like five years. Like I was, I was, I would say a pod podium queen. Yeah. I did all the West End clubs and yeah. the same for you. Like in LA, it's how most people make their dollars. I was having dollars tucked in my speedo and then the next day I was going to rehearsals for Nicole. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I was assisting Lavelle Smith, Michael's choreographer, and the next day I was back in that bar getting dollars tucked in my speedo. And isn't it funny how you can be so like, like you're saying, you can be at, on top, as you think, on top of your game. You're like, yes, I'm doing this. I'm nailing it. And then literally within 10 seconds, you drop down. Yeah. To and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that if you're no. happy with it and you like it. That just wasn't the life that I wanted. Yes. Yeah, it's not um, your, it wasn't your priority. It, it wasn't anymore. my priority. And when I was there, I was thinking, it's okay. I'm sacrificing by doing this to achieve the, the goal I want and the dream I want. And then when I button like jobs like Nicole and all these mm -hmm. high established jobs and I was like I've made it yes. once the job had finished I was like I'm still the same yes I didn't gain superpowers it, again and isn't that so hard to deal with this is weird like nothing has changed yep like I'm not rich and no one prepares you for that either no I can only pay my bills for another month and like, then I'm back to square one and I yeah to and then I go back to <laughs> you know and it was such it was mind-blowing I was like what the fuck the mental strain and stress that we put ourselves under which I think normal people don't see they just see the glitz and glamour like we spoke about before mm -hmm. people just see the jobs they assume you're absolutely making a killing yeah they have no concept no concept of what you're really earning um, what it really costs in terms of like living you know Los Angeles or mm -hmm. central London how much it costs you to travel for all these castings that you're not getting paid to travel you don't get paid to travel you don't get paid for this you don't get paid to print out your headshots nope don't get paid for whatever outfit you need to, if you need to buy something new because everything you worn is tired and mm -hmm. done makeup for girls it's the list is endless and i think people don't realize the expenses that go against your income is huge, huge. yeah again completely. don't teach you that no don't get taught that whatsoever i remember in la 
how much it used to cost me to print my headshots. Oh, it's and it, it worked out like it worked out like two dollars something per headshot, and I'd print out like ten of each headshot at a time, like a body shot, my commercial headshot, my hip hop headshot, mm -hmm. and I'd keep them in the boot of my car, yeah, just um, for emergencies. <laughs> Mine are in the back, yeah, the back seat, yeah, like the tuck bit. <laughs> yeah, with my CVs next yes. to it, and I was like, oh, my resume next to it Where's and I was like right I'm ready to go do you know what I mean and then you'd pull up somewhere and you'd be like right get it all out and I'd look at it and be like it's like a hundred fucking dollars there yeah. like pictures and shit but people don't see that and also for example um, another thing I try and um, I'm, I'm a bit of well I've always saved I'm a massive saver are you oh, I'm so bad I'm trying to get good I've had to be because again podium mm -hmm. uh, when I did podium back in the day I was like oh I'll never forget saying to myself the day that I don't have to do a side job in terms of po like I mean I'm talking like podium or yeah. a bar job something like uh -huh. that not like a side job like a PT not like yeah. that um, sort of a side earner something that you don't really want to do yes but I'm just doing what I want to do full time will be the day in my eyes I've made it and I can pay my bills and my rent and what and have a nice lifestyle I've made it but then I got to that stage and then it was something else. Oh, well, when I get that, I'll be, I would have made it and I'll be happy then. Mm -hmm. And it's always ongoing. And I never was really, truly happy with what I'd achieved because it's, again, similar. Like, you know, you do that job. Did, again, I did Nicole. I was so lucky to do that job. And I still, like, even now, you know, when they call me, I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, because I love the team. But then I come back to earth after that job. And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. Okay, I've got to pay my bills for next. Back to reality. Yeah. And I think no one really mentally prepares you for that either. And yeah. I'm like... In training, why is this not an absolute vital element of our training? Yeah, and it's easy as a dancer to get caught up in this lavish lifestyle because when you're on a job, you're with, you know, you hang out with the artist, you hang yeah. out with the people that the <laughs> artist knows. They're walking around and they're buying and all they're these drinks and they're doing all this shit. Chanel and bags they're buying all these clothes and you want to fit in, so then you're like, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> and then they go back to their fully paid off million yep. pound mansion and, and we go back to paying rent in our little apartment and we go I've got no money yes you know what I mean living beyond your means is so for me is if you're a self-employed performer don't mm. do it be smart with your money I'm I've always been I always understood that but I'm also I'm the kind of person which like if I want something you want to live still I'm going to get it and enjoy and yeah. everyone will go well how are you going to be able to afford it and I go I I'll will. make it happen. I'll make it happen. Like when I was in LA, I got a studio apartment on my own and I had a car. Yes. You know, like in LA, there's the people things, There's people in LA which have been there for 10 years and live with six people and go over yes. on a skateboard. You know what I mean? Like, and they'd be like, I'm killing it. And I'd be like, you live with six people. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but you're buying, I remember seeing, remember when those, um, well, those hoverboards, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they come out, yeah. they were like a thousand bucks each at first when they first come out in LA. And I remember seeing dancers go around on these hoverboards and I was like, you motherfuckers haven't even got a car. Like, you live with eight people. Invest why are you, your money in the right why places. are you buying a fucking hoverboard? Like, yes, I'm struggling, but I have a car and my own place to sleep because those are the things that I need to make sure I can be the best me. You yes. don't need that fucking hoverboard. And you don't need to be living with six people when you're 35, 35 years old. Yeah. Like, you want to start investing your money. Stop buying hoverboards. <laughs> Invest in yourself. You know and, what I mean? And yeah, invest in yourself. Invest in, use that money. You know, if you're not working and you're going, oh, you're, it happens all the time. It happened for me. In your career, you might get to a, a moment where you go, it's, it feels like standstill and you're like, shit, what am I doing? Everything, and your priorities start to change, mm -hmm. you know. People in your lives, the, I say normal people, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. nine to five. Who, muggles. Muggles, let's say. You know, they have it getting engaged or they're getting married or they're having babies or they've bought their first apartment. Mm -hmm. And you start seeing those things and you're, you're thinking, oh shit, well, I'm at a standstill. I'm still worried about paying my bills just for next month, let alone what am I doing next year. Mm -hmm. And I 
always say to people, when you get to that point where you're going, why am I not booking? What, what is it? Mm -hmm. We start to go into the mode where we absolutely destroy ourselves and we yeah. take everything personally. And I'm like, what are you doing with your money? Invest that money. Go get some new photos. Invest in doing a new showreel. Do it yourself. Mm -hmm. I do, I've always done mine myself. Yeah. Not because I'm good at editing, because I've just researched. You don't want to waste money. I don't want to waste money. Um, have you got a website? That's one of the first things I invested. It cost me £100 to get mm -hmm. a do domain name. And I did it all myself. And I had so many people messaging me saying, Oh my God, who did your website? Me. Did you do it yourself? Yeah. Was I it did. a ball lake? <laughs> yes. Because I'm need, trying to do one for I the podcast. I need to redo it. <laughs> and every time I look into it, I get about 40 Anxiety. minutes. I get about 40 minutes in just trying to choose which domain name I'm buying. And I go, you, and I go this is too difficult. <laughs> people dance, 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 dance. Mm -hmm. When people were having breaks, they would see me with my laptop. And yeah. they all think I'm crazy. I would be sat there editing or yeah. going... And I'm I'm not I'm not the quickest learner, but I'm willing to try and do yeah. it myself before I pay someone else to do it for me. Yeah. Same with content, your social media. Mm -hmm. Get off your ass and create some content yourself. I'm sure you've got a friend or a mum or someone who can just take some snaps for you and just post. Um, I think people don't invest in themselves enough, but they're willing to invest in their Chanel handbag or their yeah. Louboutins or their whatever. Or going out for, I said to a girl recently who messaged me, I actually put it on So What Now Artist. I shared, you know, she was saying, I'm, she was saying, I haven't got the money to be going to auditions and traveling there, and I haven't got the money to do this, and I'm working in, I think, you know, New Look or Topshop mm -hmm. or something, and she's getting into that cycle of routine. Mm -hmm. And I simply, and she said, I feel guilty. I feel guilty that I'm not taking 10 classes a week. And why, why do you need to take 10 classes a week yeah. to get, invest in you. Stop investing, like, yes, you need yeah. to train, but right now, that's not your priority. Your yeah. priority is to go get new pictures because you need an update yeah. so make that your next priority save those pennies and I can see she, you know mm -hmm. she she maybe she wants to go out on a Saturday night and buy a new outfit to go out with the girls that's not your priority no. take those pennies in something else mm -hmm. and I've always lived that way yeah. yeah I'm similar to you for example like I've I love my car. I've just bought my first house, which is a massive achievement because I've been saving since I was 20 years old. Well done. So, and for some of us, we've spoke, yeah. spoke out self-employed. It's bloody hard it's to get a mortgage. It's the most difficult experience ever. And it also makes you feel like shit, you know, because yeah. you're like, look, you're having to justify yourself. You're like, please give me that money because <laughs> yeah. I've, I do work really hard. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, again, comes back to education. And with So What Now Artists, I'm so about being like, right, what can you do to make a forward step rather than sitting in the same position and feeling like crap? Yeah. Like mentally, physically, emotionally. They're my three things. You can, and this is coming from my experience mm -hmm. and I'm not perfect and I wish I'd given, I can take, I wish sometimes I could take my own advice. Yeah, same. Back in the day. <laughs> especially in LA. God, you know, um, it's a lonely place and I was very fortunate for the friends I made and I was fortunate for the jobs I did and I was so happy but at the same time, I spent so many days, you know, on my laptop, dwelling and dwelling, going, oh my God, I've got to do, I need, to, I could update this, I could update that, I need to do this. When actually, maybe if I just kind of left that aside for a second, gone, oh, I'm going to go to class and socialise, mm -hmm. that might have done me a world yeah. of good. You just yeah. never know. I look back to LA now and I go, I was, when I was there, I was teetotal. I didn't drink unless it was like... Yeah, I'm such a grandma. My yeah. birthday <laughs> or a special occasion, because I was so afraid of... I remember the, what changed my mind. I was... Um, I'd drink every now and then, not too much. And one night we were meant to go out and I was at my girlfriend's house at the time and my friend Ricky Alvarez was in San Diego. We were broke as fuck. We were so broke, it's unreal. 
he was in San Diego doing a job where he was going to get like $200 to do a dance at a wedding, but he was so desperate for the money. It cost him like $100 to get there and back. You know what I mean? But we were like hustling. But you're desperate we just for $50 hustling. even if that's what you're And I was meant is. to get drunk that night and I never, and I had an email from Block at like 11 p.m. Like Standard, you need yeah. to be at Jayla's house at 9 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, you who? What? Sorry. What? And I was meant to be drunk. Like, I, and I remember being like, if I was fucked now, tomorrow would be a write-off. Do you know what I mean? And Ricky messaged me, did you get an email? I was like, yeah. So we, he drove all the way back. And I remember being like, I would have lost out on this amazing opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Twos, twos, me and Ricky drove to JLo's house. We got there and then Block rung us and said, they don't want to see you anymore. And we were like, are you fucking kidding me? So that was a nightmare. That was Casper. You fucked up, bro. You lost out on me, boom. He was one but of my nah. first, yeah. That was one of my first jobs in LA. I did um, a video He was, But he, he's he been great for other things for me. But on that one, I was like, you dropped the ball, man. Yeah. Because they made a mistake. Apparently, they didn't want white boys. But no one told Block that. So maybe so it's, it's not So it's such a waste of your time. Again, it comes to respect, doesn't it? It's yeah. such a... There's so many jobs I've gone for. And I've actually got there. And I've dragged, you know, I've driven. Or it depends where I've been based at the time. Sometimes it is in London. But even in London, it can take you 45 minutes, an hour to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. You get to the middle end of nowhere in East London. And they go, oh, actually... We don't want we that look, or you're a bit too small. Yeah, I was like, you knew this when you sent the email. You knew, and also I think that's, um, again, I think the relationship between, a and actually I spoke with Simon and Howe about this, and they were amazing. The relationship between agents and performers, I feel, in a, has been in a very gray area. And I feel thanks to p people like Dancers, Dancers Network, it's mm -hmm. now becoming more known of how, you know, how that is a working relationship. You can ask your agents mm -hmm. questions. You're allowed to. Yeah. Like, don't be frightened of your agent. Um, that is, it's a professional level. But again, you know, ask those questions. I say to my agents, and if they listen to this, they'll be like, yeah, she does, to be fair. I will always say, is it a request casting? Because why am I going to drive from, for example, now, you know, um, I'm not living in London because mm -hmm. I bought my house. Why am I going to travel for an hour and a half yeah. to come to them when they actually have no idea? They have no idea who yeah. I am, what I look like. I probably don't fit the they brief. They want six foot people with a short bob. Yes, and they just want to fill the space. They just want numbers so yeah. the client has option. Yeah. No. Like you said, when you've done, I feel like I've done, you kind of done your time, not done your time, but I've been doing it for 10 years. And actually, if it's a request, I'm more than happy. Fab, really excited, yeah. da, da, da. But if, if if they don't know who, you're who you are, what's the point in a sense? Yeah. If it's an open audition, that's totally different. That's your yeah. choice. That's your call if you want to go. Yeah. But I think the agent needs to know as well mm -hmm. as a level of respect, especially when you say, like, I'm traveling in for this. Are you sure they, they want to see me? Well, it's like I got all the way to her house and then as I got to the door, we're told, oh, we don't need you that's now. That's not okay. And I'm like, that's not okay. And then what's hilarious is driving back, I'll never forget it, me and Ricky stopped in the service stations, we were starving, and between us we had $10 in our bank accounts. So we had $10 in our bank accounts, and we're like, we're outside Jayla's house, and we've got $10 between us. These like, that's how broke we were in LA, do you know what I mean? But and people it was like, probably would have seen you, um, you know, through social media, going, oh my God, you're living oh the God, dream. God, he's living the dream. Yeah, I had people say to me constantly. He got picked out in Misha's class, <laughs> oh my God. People were saying to me when I was, I would never forget it, coming back to the UK, and people would say to me, and to be fair, I was doing jobs that were amazing, but, and I was really enjoying that aspect of LA, but in my personal self, emotionally, I wasn't happy. Yeah. I always say, me as a dancer and me as an art, uh, and an artist and me as a human are two totally very different, different. things. And that's Whereas to my learn. dancer and my artist side was having the best time ever. Oh, he, sure. didn't, he didn't care about paying bills. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? He didn't need a break. He didn't care about rent. He just wanted to dance. And whatever yeah. happened, as long as I was dancing and I liked it, I was in a good place. Of course. Whereas me as a human, going to bed thinking, I can't afford to lay in this bed. Can't afford Should to I sleep. sell my bed? <laughs> can't afford to sleep in this apartment this month. What am I going to do? Yeah. But at the same time, I was that person which would do things to make sure I like make enough money. Like yeah. I'd ring the Abbey and I'd go... I'll do a double shift on Sunday. I'll go go for 12 yep. hours and they'll go, you'll what? And I'll be like, uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back with $400 and it's got to be paid that day. And I'm I'll be exactly like, the same there's too. my tips, there's my yes. this, there's my that. And I made it. And I have $3 left. Let's <laughs> buy a Dr. Pepper. I would literally be like, I'm getting Starbucks, treat yeah. myself to a coffee. Like I want to throw you. Like, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but isn't it crazy? And it's so bad. It, and this is actually where I learned my biggest um, lesson of you can be whoever you want to be on social media. And you can... Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to make out you're busy when you're not, you can, yeah. and people will buy it. 100%. And I say, I say to students or people who take my workshop or people who just reach out to me personally, who are mm-hmm. other professional dancers, not because I'm. There's people who are far more, you know, superior to to me, mm. but I think just because it's a form of being real and just being open to talk, because mm. um, we all feel like we're alone and fighting the battle alone. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say to me like, "Oh my god." Um, how do you do this? How do you do that? Or da, 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 da. And I said, I'm real honest with them. I'm like, bloody, I, I used to work three jobs a day. I would yeah. go do podium, get up and do an audition. Then I would go and do a hostessing job. Or mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not alone. Everyone does that. Mm-hmm. But they don't tell you these things. And then you just have a rude awakening. And then when it gets a little bit tough, you go, do you know what? I can't do this. And you've given up before it's even begun in terms of your career. Yeah. Which and is fine if you're not willing to hack it. Just maybe you don't want it as or much. Or maybe as it was just something else you want. You were meant to fall into. I've yeah. got friends who are amazing yoga yoga teachers. Yeah, or and it stemmed from dance. You know yeah, I mean? and some people also it's the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a very like we were saying about you know you, sharing a room with someone. That's yeah. not. Do you know Lirio? Yes, I so do. So I always I always think of Lirio, I, and that's weird. I was actually thinking about him this morning, and thinking about performers <laughs> who could have been the the greatest like I remember at 18 he was like mini BBK mm-hmm. he had a body of a Greek god oh he's he stunning was beaut- he's the most beautiful man on earth <laughs> alongside BB no homo so homo he's so beautiful and then, <laughs> and then so he had beautiful. like the best body and he was so talented and I remember like thinking you can do anything you want in this industry you can do any job you mm-hmm. want and him going I don't want this career because it doesn't give me what I'm worth as that what he puts in, he doesn't get out yes. financially. Yes. And some people don't care about that. And that's... But that's com- where your priorities change. That's completely fine. But his, he was like, I want a lavish lifestyle. He yes. was like, I want to go on a holiday every year for two weeks that I can have the best time ever. I want a nice house. And he quit at dance at 20, 21. Yeah, but... Like, but most people haven't even started then. Do you know what I mean? I remember being like, that was a brave decision. Like, you've just given up everything you've trained for. for this. Ha- and now I look at him and I go... You're truly happy. Yes. And there is no, as long as you're happy, it doesn't matter whether you give up. It doesn't matter if you fight through. Just as long as you know that your aim is to be happy at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put yourself through misery for nothing. It's so true. And don't feel that you've failed and you are a failure because you haven't gone down the same path as everyone else. As everyone else. Yeah. If you don't make it to LA or if you don't book X Factor, no. it doesn't mean you're a failure. So here, I, in LA, I, you know, I had a massive weight on my shoulders thinking, oh, but if I, if I just, for example, my priorities changed. I want a house. I want this. I want that. And also I wanted to, to I wanted to develop into other shapes. I didn't want to just be a backing, I don't want to be just a backing dancer for the rest of my life. And I can't as well. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Like, 
how old can you go to? Yeah. Until you have to evolve into something else. Your priorities change, but I beat myself up being like, you know, if I, if I leave, is everyone going to think I've failed? Yeah. Why the fuck do I that's care that's what I everyone felt. else thinks? When I left LA, I was like, everyone's going to think I'm a failure. But why do we, ca- why, why do we all it's care irrelevant. so much? It's <laughs> irrelevant. If I'm happy, yeah. my emotional happiness in this past year in comparison to the previous year is, ta- is in a whole different yeah, realm. Same. Nothing has suffered in my career. Nothing has changed, but I have changed yeah. where my priorities are and what I want out of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I can't have anything but respect for him for doing that and going, do you know what? This isn't the lifestyle I mm-hmm. like and it's not what I want and it's never going to really produce the income that I want. There's nothing wrong with that yeah. and walking away. I choreograph at um, a holiday resort and uh, some people will be like, oh, it's, you know, about people auditioning to get jobs there and stuff. And they go, it's just a holiday resort. And I'm like, I know people which have worked there for 10 years and bought a house. And they're so happy and so content with their career and their life. Like, it's, something isn't just something. Mm-hmm. It's, do you know what I mean? Like, you, people look down on it and go, it's, it's a holiday resort. It doesn't count. Or it's a cruise ship. Or you've only done cruises. Makes, or, makes it less. It, it, it's, as long as the person's happy and they're doing what they like, who gives a flying fuck? Like... I couldn't care if someone works in McDonald's or Starbucks. No. If they're happy and content, then they're killing life. And then they've nailed it. They're, like they've they're killing it. it. I remember joining Dream Boys, um, and I did it on a whim because I wanted some money, like quick cash. And my friends, a few of my friends were in it. And I remember speaking to Anders, my 20, and being like, yo, like he come to watch one of the shows. And he was laughing. He's like, you look like you're having fun, bro. And I was like, honestly, I am. I was like, but, you know, it's a bit embarrassing. Like, I've gone from, like, dancing for these huge artists to, like, this this strip show, but which is seen in other people's yeah. eyes. And I was like, I think everyone, like, like, I'd speak to, when I first was in it, I remember Jay being like, are you still doing that? And I'd be like, yeah. And he'd be like, as long as you're happy. And I'd be like, he doesn't mean that. He's judging me. He's <laughs> da, da, da. And I remember speaking to Anders and him being like, bro, are you happy? And I'd be like, yeah. And he'd be like, you broke? I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, look at your car. Look at your <laughs> life. And he'd be like, you're killing it, bro. Yes, He's like, him. fuck with everyone else. He goes, you're living my dream. He's like, you've got the life that I want in five years' time. And I was like, yo, I never thought of it like that. But you that. never think of it, do because you? Because maybe like I've just passed that phase where I want to dance for J-Lo or whoever the yeah. fuck. Or because actually they have the power as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have these experiences. They're great. I'm so... I did a J-Lo music video. Mm. Tick list done. I will never forget my last birthday. I was doing Dua Lipa. I was led on my actual birthday on Billboard stage mm. on a staircase very uncomfortably <laughs> thinking, oh my God, like I remember watching that the show dope. as a kid. Like I watched this as a kid. I did a podcast on that performance. Did you? Yeah. And like, oh my God, that experience, um, mm. Tugi, Mm. She's been a huge changer for me. I've yeah. told her this. Not that I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not. I've only worked for a couple of times, but when I she s- choreographed it right. Oh my god, yeah. She, I have no idea who she is. You need to know, everyone. Yeah. You need to know who this woman is. She, I did the Brits originally for her, and when I say she's opened my, she did probably she does know this to an extent, but not to the extent maybe that I'm about to say. We did, for example, her warm up mm. is you know you close your eyes, you're in a space. It's almost like. It felt like meditation to me, but it wasn't. She talks the whole time, but she's talking you through what you're doing. It's not a warm-up, like, five, six, seven, eight, head roll, yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> None of that bullshit. It's Janet Jackson or whatever, um, the hype is at that time. <laughs> she literally is like, right, I want you to slowly move. She made, she, she made me just feel my body. I was like, oh, my God, I've probably never been in this tune in my body. But then she took us to a place where over that week we worked as 20 women uh, mm-hmm. originally before they introduced, like, 100 girls the night before. Yeah. Um, 
and they're girls I'd never worked with in the industry. And I actually felt quite like, I was like, oh, I felt like I was new mm -hmm. in their territory. They were very like more contemporary based and stuff like that. Um, all great, amazing girls, Re learned a lot from them. Anyway, it was such an experience because we actually worked together, as in you worked with those females, even just walking and looking at each other in the eyes, which was mm -hmm. part of the performance, which will seem like nothing when you watch it. Yeah. It's just, it's a glance. It's hard. It's so much. It's like intense. Intense, emotionally, and actually, it just peeled back so many layers where she was like, I want you to be you. I don't want you to be a performer. Mm. I don't want you to give me, like, sexy stripper face. I just want you to be you. Yeah, as be in, Hannah. Be Hannah. Be Don't be the Lauren. performer. Yeah. Um, be Alex, be whoever you are. And that for a week, just in rehearsals, oh my God, I didn't mm. realize how much I'd never been me. Yeah. I was always like, oh, I need to be like this, I need to be like this. And actually how hard it is to peel back to that. Mm -hmm. And that was such an eye opener. And then when we did um, the billboards, again, I was with a load of girls from LA, a lot mm. of girls, Kat Rendick, for example, who I've like- What a gangster. Looked up to, love. I was actually taking her classes, her yeah. heels classes. She was the first one. I was like, finally, I found a heels class that's not ratchet. Yeah. And I'm not dancing like a boy in I'm, heels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. And she was on the job and I thought, oh my God, like, how lucky am I that I'm with these sort of like girls. Mm -hmm. And it was such a diverse range of girls in terms of all from different places. Yeah. And I just loved it. And it was my birthday and they were so sweet. And we were staying in the Cosmopolitan Hotel. And I was like, this is like, this is one of those moments where I can be like, yes, you mm -hmm. fucking have. And I can pat myself on the back and go, yeah, you deserve that job. You auditioned for that job. You've worked with, so this woman's amazing. The team's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you can just enjoy it for what it is rather than overthinking, analyzing. And it was just like a really nice process. But after that job, you come straight, I went to dance, dance, dance. Yeah. <laughs> I went straight back down to earth where I'm learning like 30 choreography yeah, numbers. And stressed. And I'm stressed. But people are like, oh my God. You've nailed it. You're living the dream. Yes. Yes. And I'm stressed out of my fucking brain. I'm stressed out of my brain. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I am also flying backwards and forwards so I can pay my pay my bills, pay my rent. I'm mm. working in multiple countries, not because I'm this lavish dancer. Yeah, I'm not getting first class no. treatment lavishing across the <laughs> world. <laughs> I'm not getting no. I'm not being flown. I'm paying for those flights, yeah. like half of them. Um I think there's a massive, people can see this illusion that you've made it, but are you emotionally happy? Is your mindset happy? Mm. That's the question for me. As a, what things do you find difficult which are specific to like being a female, I guess, in this industry? Like, are there things where it's like, I don't know, as being a guy, you just don't see it. I remember in college seeing girls struggle with like, eating disorders yeah, and feeling feeling good about themselves, which does carry over into boys stuff as well, but it's never really been something for me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, for me, for females, with this is one thing I really focus on and I really want to focus on um, from going forward. And it comes from my own insecurities and things that I've dealt with in the last couple of years. I feel that females don't fully celebrate them and when I say that I mean I feel like a lot of females in the industry especially in the UK are very insecure mm -hmm. I feel like they don't feel 100% like they own who they are and they're proud of who they are and mm -hmm. what they have to offer and I feel like if you're almost ambitious as a female it's almost seen as a bad thing like yeah. I've felt that massively um and that's where I've battled myself and been like, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. And even so now, what artist? It's mm -hmm. taken me, I've, I've probably been thinking about it for two years. 
Yeah. I've got it in my notepads, like my journal. What are the things that hold you back from doing those things, though? What will other people think? Will they pe- think that I think I'm like Barry Big Balls and that yeah. I'm some superior dancer and that I, you know, because there are people who have done more than what I've done. Same as you. Same, mm-hmm. And you're always going to find, there's always going to be the next person who's done more than you. However, I can say hands on heart, I feel that I've, I've lived in multiple countries, I've worked in multiple industries, and I haven't had an easy ride along the way, which and brings me to go, do you know what, I want to share what I've gone through, because if it helps one person out there... That's exactly how I feel with this. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. I don't care about making a single dime out of it. That's not what I'm exactly doing it for. Exactly the same. So, you know, I really try and build up females, and a lot of my So What Now artist workshops, and especially with Stella Mann, I've already started introducing it with them, just working with them to build them up and that's what I learned from Tugi mm-hmm. and that's why I think I'm so grateful to her is accepting myself I feel like I really accepted myself yeah. during do, the Dua Lipa process for me for uh-huh. Hannah rather than trying to be something that yeah. I'm not um, and putting that pressure on myself to be mm-hmm. like oh you have to be this you have to be that if you want to make it and also the pressure like you said of what is making it yeah In everyone is different to everyone yeah um, so with females, I feel like it's accepting and not also feeling you have to look a certain way. You have to change yourself, anybody, if you don't mm. want to. Of course, if there's things you want to change, you go for it. If it makes you feel great about yourself, you go for it. But you don't have to change. This whole class thing for me at the moment is such a huge thing. Everyone is trying to be a class dancer. Mm-hmm. Are you going to class to train or are you going to class to be in a video? I don't get the difference. I don't mm-hmm. get what, what... I feel it's very muddy and... I feel it's actually creating quite a big problem. It's yeah. great in a way because mm-hmm. it's showing so many dancers that maybe weren't being seen before mm-hmm. and they're getting booked. And I'm like, yes, for you, because you are f- fab. Like, you're an amazing dancer. Why yeah. have I never seen you before? Why have you not been booked? I get that. But then I, I see the other side of it where it's creating huge insecurities. Huge because people aren't getting picked out. Or oh, my God, yeah. They can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. They're going home. They're crying themselves to sleep over it. Yeah. Because they I, get picked in class. Yeah. At the same time, I see that as a form. I'm, I'm on both sides of the boat with class. Uh, I think it's amazing that people get to showcase themselves and showcase stuff. But if that's the purpose, if that's the sole purpose of why you're going, it's the wrong reason. For me, now, when I take class, I don't take it to train. I don't take it to get picked out. I take it to have fun. And that's amazing. That's where I'm at now. Yeah. But once upon a time, I only took class to train. I used to take Cisco's class. I, had, I didn't like Cisco's class. You take it because it's something different in Haley. I Haley's took and it like, because I was shit at it. And I was like, I need to get better at it. It was never, never felt comfortable. It's never been yeah. comfortable no. on my body. No. Sean Niles' class has never felt comfortable on my body. BB's class has never, like, the style they move, the way they move, never felt comfy. I just knew that if I wanted to progress and be a better dancer, that's what push. I had to do. Whereas now I... I barely take class, but if I do, I go and take one that I'm not going to be stressed out in and I'm going to have a good time because that's what I'm looking for from dance now. I'm, now I'm not trying to dance for a job. I'm trying to dance for enjoyment because I work as a dancer five days a week. Mm. So the other times when I'm going to pay to dance, yep. I'm going to find seek joy from it, yeah. not not uh, educational work. I think, But I think that's where I'm at in my life and with age. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I totally agree with everything you just said. I... What worry the the other part for me, I totally agree with everything you just said, and I'm in a yeah, really yeah. similar space to you. And I like to take classes that aren't me. For example, in LA, I'd always take Kenny's um, mm-hmm. at playgrounds because 
He's a phenomenal dancer. Yeah. I would love to dance like him. I'd love my body to move. See, that's, that's my comfort yeah. zone. That's, oh, I can chill but here. But it's more, I'm a very femme dancer and I feel so comfortable. Give me a pair, any pair of heels and I'm like all over Happy. it. Happy. <laughs> but Dance 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 taught me massively that I had to get out of my comfort zone and mm -hmm. just do whatever whatever style it was. That's what I'm doing. Especially when I cover Ginny. She's a hip hop dancer. Yeah. I was like, oh, she pop the shit out of Yeah, shit. and she's she's amazing. And I'm thinking, oh my God, why have they brought me over? Because, you know, I'm feeling she's the her roast spots. Me. Yeah. yeah she used to roast me in every number. I'd be yeah. like, don't put me by this bitch. But then all the girly numbers, I wasn't in. Because yeah. I was replacing her. So, yeah. you know, and I was like, okay, I've just got to get over my ego, get over myself and just do it and go for it and enjoy it as mm -hmm. well. And I find now in class, what I feel sometimes is now missing is pres not is presence and how to perform and I feel like people can't have fun in class because they're so in their heads about being picked up being picked out being you know is there an agent in the room is that person watching me what out out what outfit am I gonna wear I don't even wear makeup to classes what are you talking about yeah. I'm sweating my tits off like yeah. why are you wearing a full lash like I, I just don't understand that element of it I get if you want the footage mm. I can understand that to a degree but it shouldn't be the life and soul of that class and purpose no. of you going. I f just don't think that people are enjoying it as yeah. much as maybe they used to. I love going to a class. There's no cameras. I can fully enjoy myself, embrace the person who's teaching, even if I feel like I may look like crap, mm -hmm. but I'm enjoying myself. That's what it's about. Yeah. And getting out of my comfort zone. Mm. I don't even feel comfortable sometimes. If I was to go into... Um, I won't say. If I was to go into like a, let's say, just a, com a commercially popular class at the moment, if I went in with no makeup on, just my sweats, like not an outfit at all, just literally a pair of jogging bottoms and a t-shirt, and I was absolutely sweating my tits off, I would feel a bit uncomfortable because you feel like you're in a room of an audition, like yeah. in an audition room. Well, automatically everyone goes, I feel like people are judging me or people are looking at me because that's the world and, we're in for some reason. And also, if you mess up, that's apparently now the biggest yeah. hoo-ha. Like, yeah. uh, I got picked out in Alex's class. She did, oh mm. my gosh, the Spice Girls. Alex still? Yes. Having time my life. I fucked up. What a tune. What a tune. Spice um, Girls. Spice your life, that one. I fucked up. So what? Like, yeah. I'm human. I've just learned it. And there's like 10,000 sardines in the room. Yeah, all squished in. Well, that's how you get better. <laughs> learn, you, you learn how to cover if it make, up. If you're making mistakes, that means you're learning. That's why you're there. If you're killing it and it's perfect, do you need to be there? Yeah, that's... That's the other argument of it. And the other argument I have, and maybe this is where my stance of class gets a little... Oof, is, you know, in LA, I don't know if you had this when you were there, um, I was so naive. I would walk into a class and be like, God, they're killing it. Like, like I'd get I'd get picked out. And I'm never forget Hamilton's class. He actually went to college with him. But um, there was I was with a younger girl, a younger girl and a boy, and they were younger than me for sure. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking they are killing it. And I'd literally just rocked up and done the one class, which I normally do. Mm -hmm. um, I saw her after, and I heard after, because a girl I knew was going to his class all the time. She's like, oh, he teaches, like, you know. It's his fourth time he's taught her. Yeah, they yeah. know this routine. Like, they did pre-class upstairs. Basically, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that was another thing, yeah. you know. I learned very quickly, taking other classes when I, you know. I saw people rehearsing before the class. Yeah. I was so naive. And I always think, oh, my God, I'm so hard on myself for, you know, not getting it perfect. Or I might feel like I'm a hot mess. 
I've just learned it. They yeah. haven't. I'll sit here. Sam Fleet um, messages me when I take his class, being like, do you want to meet half hour before to pre-class? Uh, but it's not so I can learn it. It's so he can practice delivering the movement. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's smart. It's... it's it's different. Like, I don't pay for his class. No. Do you know what I mean? He, he guessed me. He's my friend. And he's like, can I teach it to you and let me know if it feels okay? But do you see L- what? Let I'm... me help you get the counts out. But then people see me and him dancing it and go, oh, my God, how did he learn it so good? How did he learn it so fast? Because I had a half hour extra on the yeah. whole room, which no one knows. And then these people are going younger, younger especially, are going home and they're beating themselves up about it. Because I learned it so much faster. But, but I had half hour on you. But they just didn't like that. They just don't know that. No. And also with, you know, the... Especially in America, they video all these. They, the teacher wants to video the class because they need content for themselves. To and promote the I class. I get that. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. And that's why they want, you know, for example, they want you to come half an hour early because they mm-hmm. want you to be clean so that they've got great footage for themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's, I th- just feel like if everyone knew that, mm-hmm. people wouldn't be so hard on themselves yeah. and they wouldn't be beating themselves up and they wouldn't be scared to go to class. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I find I hear that all the time. I'm scared to go to class. Wow. That's a safe zone. Why are you yeah. scared? Why? It's just a class. It's just a class. Everyone Why do you care? There, everyone there should be learning. <laughs> it's such a status thing now. Yeah. Who like who you are in the class world. I don't yeah. care. Like class doesn't pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> like I taught um the other week for Linden Bar and I had I, I had to pay for the studio because not enough people came and my, just my friends yeah. came and students I taught at Wilkes so I guested everyone so I was like you can you don't all need to pay and they're like Are you sure and I'm like yeah yeah my friends I, like I'm just grateful that you came out to come and vibe it was for me it was a good time it wasn't about making money and, and my class was empty and I'm not saying that it should have been packed but I go I look at the studios which are full and I go They've, you want to be a professional dancer you want to do this for a career that person has never done a gig in his life I've done this for 10 years granted you go to his class he's going to film you and he's going to put you on Instagram and you might make it to the base dance class page and you'll be really cool however I'm pretty sure my 10 years of experience you might learn something nailed it yeah like there's a reason Anders Dino comes to my class there's a reason for me he's the best male dancer in Europe by far as a male for me he dances like a man he can dance girly choreography like a man for me I'll say I told it to him he is my favorite dancer there's a reason he comes to my class you know what I mean like and I'm not saying I'm not trying to big myself up but I'm just saying where people's uh, priorities are and people will go to X, Y and Z classes because they're going to get a good video out of it and they're going to get promoted via social media and I can't offer you that cool status I yes. taught at 68 a year and a half ago and I didn't know anyone in the room it was like Choreo Thursday I think I've said it on here before and I didn't know anyone in the room except Paul Packman, uh, Paul Chapman sorry and uh, I was in the class and they were obviously only there because it's two for one do you know what mm. I mean they pay for one class mm. and they get two so they're they like must oh have, I'll give it a go I'll give it a go because I got I like the class before it and I remember saying to them all I'm not cool I'm not big on social media I haven't got loads of YouTube videos I'm not going to teach you to whip a nene but I've done this for 10 years yeah, as a job I've got so, a lot to offer you so and experience I, and knowledge I'm not going to make you feel cool but I can probably teach you something and at the end of the class they all had the best time ever and they're like that was so difficult and I'm like yeah, but the class was it was meant to be difficult yes. you're not meant to be coming to kill it, roast, get a video and fuck off. This is the massive unless that's confusion. Your, unless that's what you're teaching. Th- there's another argument for it. Like I'm like, go to a class, 
teach six counts of eight so everyone can get it and then teach people how to perform it pretend there's a right on this first eight count you're mm -hmm. going to perform to the camera which would be in the middle then for the second and third we're going to travel to stage left and perform over to the corner yes. as if there's a camera there i'm not the only one who does this make yes. make use of it if you're going to yeah. do that make it something do you know and what i mean yeah for sure um i teach i say to my students all the time have you after the class have you never done that before like, you've got to be kidding me, you've done that before. Mm. They're like, no, absolutely not. I do. I take my iPad in, for example, mm -hmm. and I pretend to be the cameraman, and yeah. I will do scenarios. I've done myself. Mm -hmm. I never ask them to do anything other than what I've done mm -hmm. in auditions or jobs. For example, I did... Um, I remember doing the Alesso video. It was one of my first jobs in L.A. Mm -hmm. I was over. I was actually quite overwhelmed because I was on my own. I was working with two huge choreographers, and the other guy who was in the video is probably the sickest dancer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He's called Loic and he dances for Madonna. He's French and of he, he lives in New York. And he is just absolutely beautiful, kind of similar to like, you know, Theo. And, yeah. you know. Anyway, I thought, oh my God. And there's all the, there's just one steady cam following me around. And I was in a huge basement, like a warehouse basement thing. There's just this camera. But when I say following me every angle, you know, but yeah. I'm following the camera. I don't know how to be good on this side. <laughs> yeah, and people, are in, the minute a camera comes into it, people, you think a camera in class front mm. on is a problem. Mm. You wait, you've got cameras left, right and center following you around up and down and you're still trying to think in your head, oh, is this movement looking good? Or mm. And you're freestyling as well. And I do those scenarios with them or I do scenarios where I'm the artist and I stand there with the bottle in my hand mm. and I make them come in, I make them leave, I make them and free I make them do freestyle, I make them do choreography. Every dancer's pet hate. Everyone hates Fe phobia of a freestyle. This conversation happened with them twenty four seven. And I say I'm with you. I had this phobia. You gotta get on with it and just do it and do yeah. what works for you. Don't try and be someone else. But those scenarios, they say to me, Oh, I've never had that. They ask me questions about their C V, about how to, what they're emailing to the agents or how to even approach getting an agent in terms mm -hmm. of email now. We don't do cover letters. We don't do all that nonsense you had 10 years ago. Yeah. Have you, you know, what do you do if you're coming out of training and you don't have a showreel because mm -hmm. you haven't worked yet? Yeah. Oh my God. So how do you make one? How do you make one? I said, one girl says to me, oh, you know, I'm more of a singer, not a dancer. Why have you not used the, for example, the facilities you've got? There's a piano upstairs. There's mm -hmm. a singing teacher you use get him to play get some, I'm sure you've got a great iPhone camera or someone's got a good camera you know and get someone to film you yeah. singing like it's not that hard anymore my, my new thing is well it's not new but I've really noticed it the past like year or so that everyone wants to do all this full out choreography and kill this choreography but no one can sell a fucking two step thank you I'm like yes. so for like my warm up it, I make everyone the first thing we do is we two step and then like until you two-step and you make it look like it's worth some money yeah. we're not moving on to something else so i always say to them imagine and they always laugh i go imagine i've got fifteen thousand pounds and the best two-step is going to get it because i'm shooting an advert as soon as you yes. finish this class and i need one person yes. and i walk past them like you're gonna be broke you're gonna be broke you're paying your rent for three months <laughs> and buying a new car yay <laughs> and you'll see as soon as there's a a reason to the two-step, an incentive, they start trying to perform it and do it. Whereas everyone just goes through the motions because it's not cool. And I'm like, half of my career has been two steps and fucking grapevines. And walks. And wa yeah. I do whole classes mm -hmm. on just walks. I won't yeah. move past walks to choreography yeah. until they're nailing it in my class. Because even eye contact, presence, mm -hmm. face, face, don't even start on face. Mm -hmm. People who are phenom uh, incredible dancers who don't 
perform. So, or perform, or even just have face. Not even just to a huge audience. What happens, again, if you've got a mm -hmm. camera in your face? There's no presence. It's almost, it's, it's so much in the eyes, and it's mm -hmm. something you can't always teach someone until yeah. it clicks in their head. It's like a light switch goes, mm. I get it now, I get what you're saying. Where, for example, you can be off stage and dance, 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 and you've just had some horrific news, and you've got to go on stage in 10 yeah. minutes, and you've got to just switch it on. Yeah. Walks, how, oh my. When you can tell someone can walk or not, how yeah. many castings have you done where you've walked oh, in, they've done a lineup, and they've gone, okay, walk, and that's all you yeah, do? Yeah, you just bounce. Well, not many, I'm five foot eight, but, but I've know, seen them. <laughs> you've seen them, and especially for females in yeah, heels. Yeah, girls is a big thing. It's not about just being full out, doing a pussy squat, mm -hmm. and humping the floor in your heels. Yeah. It's about having some etiquette Persona and grace and, and presence, and being able to sell it and sell the artist, because you're not the star mm -hmm. of the show the artist is you better yeah. make her look good or him look good because that's yeah. your job and I think that's missing mm -hmm. it's, we've become very much it's, for me dancers have become a culture of I'm the artist in the video I'm the, I'm the star sorry in mm -hmm. the video you're not yeah, yeah. Which, which I mean it's a great quality to be able to have I always use Nika Klun I always yes. say Nika is an artist like yes. Nika isn't made to dance behind artists no I don't give a fuck what anyone says she's the most phenomenal dancer but she isn't made to dance behind artists she's a, a solo dancer as a kid she used to get as a kid. She used to get paid to lip sync to Britney Spears songs on TV shows in her country and pretend to be an artist. She's a, she's a famous artist there. That's why she has that energy. Yeah. That's why you don't see her dancing behind many artists. But that's the difference between a backing dancer and a solo artist. Like yeah. Jade Bug, she yeah. is a she's a solo mm -hmm. dancer. She's not a backing dancer. In my eyes, she's not a backing dancer. No. And there's nothing wrong with those two different worlds, but just know what you are and what you're not. Or know how to do both. Or know how to do both. If you can do both, then yeah. happy days. You've, mm -hmm. Again, you've nailed it. Um, I just think that element's missing from class in the yeah. UK. That's mm -hmm. one thing I don't, I don't see yeah. anymore. No, and I agree. I would love it. I'd love to go to a class and you, it, even just to take class of walks and... More, I know Gay, um, Galen does it. You know, I took her intensive course in LA. It was one of the first things I did. What's it like? Amazing. She's, yeah. she's, I really enjoyed it and mm -hmm. I really gained a lot from it. And what, actually, it's very simple what she does. But what very do you effective. feel like you learned during that process of her thing? Because I always wonder, because I see like everyone now is trying to do a fucking intensive. But I feel it's like the they do it, thing. but again, it's, is it for the video at the end? That, that's why I'm asking, what did you for gain me, it from wasn't it? For the video. No. I actually watched that video and it's probably not my yeah. clean. It's not my best in terms of dancing, but I watched that video and I remember how I felt in that moment. And I remember her saying to me, be a character and mm -hmm. sell the character. Forget about being the dancer. Yeah. Just do what, like, just do what I'm telling you in terms mm -hmm. of just, and she had the cat, you know, the camera comes out, you get all sweaty, mm -hmm. like, oh shit. And she's, you know, she's huge. She's yeah, yeah. massive and she's behind the camera. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Yeah. And in the room, of, in my intensive, it was a lot of girls who hadn't actually worked. They were ah, girls who genuinely were like, I've got a dance school, or I've got this, mm -hmm. and I want to push myself. And I felt a bit ashamed being there. I felt like, am I a twat sat here going, I feel a bit lost and I feel a bit Yeah, when this. you've done all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, when I've done quite a fair bit. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, she's going to think I'm an in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Again, my insecurities. Is she going to think I'm a twat? Uh, am I think am I caring too much for her judgment? And it was really simple. Again, kind of like Tugi. I felt like she she begun the peeling back, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the simple things, staring at yourself in a mirror. Mm -hmm. Wow. Horrible. Horrible. And mm -hmm. also, the most confident people aren't always the most confident. Mm -hmm. Really deep down. That's me. 
me too. I, I, I wear just no clothes for a living, and I, I hate seeing pictures of yeah. myself. If someone takes a photo of me and I don't like it, I'm like, delete it. Yeah, it's <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's of me shirtless, because that's what my job yeah. is, but that, that stems from an insecurity when I was little because I was fat. Yes, Do you know what I mean? it all comes from somewhere, and yeah. it's accepting it. I said to you about my teeth, I've always had gappy teeth, and everyone, modeling-wise, people are like, oh, you need to get, you, you should close your gaps, you'll get so much work because you're small for commercial stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's part of my character, I can't really imagine that, but I always had such hang-ups on it. So when I started dancing, modeling everything was always i'd never be smiley i was never mm -hmm. a smiley dancer i was always a very serious kind of bitch face moody and in my pictures as well and like you say like queen of like yeah photos yeah of, like that but if i ever saw a picture of me smiling actually just be, being me i would cringe and be like yeah. oh my god it's awful i hate it now couldn't care less yeah because that's it's me authentic it's authentic and also like I'm getting older yeah I've got a couple of lines yeah I've got I say to my kids I, uh, the pe people I teach I say I suffer with the same things you're going through I've got bad skin mm. I've suffered with it for six years mm. um, I suffered with you know dramatic weight loss where I've been emotionally mm -hmm. stressed I've gained weight I've I mean don't get me wrong my health's always been good and I'm very fortunate for that but what I'm trying to say is everyone goes through something yeah and people think I'm the most confident person because I dance confident. Yeah. Does not mean I'm yeah. like that. I'm quite introvert as yeah. a person. That's your confident place. That's, yes. that's That's where you feel like you can yeah. excel. And people, you know, even my boyfriend will be like, oh my God, but you're, you know, when you're on stage, you're just like, and then he'll ask me to dance in the kitchen. I'm like, hey, no, oh, thank hell you. no, thank <laughs> you. Hell no. But you know, it's those little things. And I think it's accepting what, with her and her intensive, what I learned was to begin to accept myself and accept what I was afraid of. I think I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of hang-ups. I felt mm -hmm. like I had to do, again, what we said, certain jobs in order for me to go, oh, I've succeeded in my industry. Mm -hmm. what, a, what was I thinking? Yeah. Like, now when I think about it, I think, oh, my God, what? Did, what? I was just sabotaging myself. And then um, with Tugi, I felt like that was the big, for me, um, that the, was... The game changer, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and just made me go, oh, my God... Actually, I should give myself a pat on the back. I've done well. I've done good for myself, and I'm happy with what I've done. 100%. Yeah, and there's more. Of course, there's always more. Of, of course. course, you could. You know, I could have. I don't know. You could have danced for. Yeah. I don't know. Madonna, J Lo. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. But priorities change. Life uh -huh. happens, and also, you just have to do what makes you happy. Yeah. At the end of the day. Everyone's journey is different. Yeah, and I really now I'm a bit older, and with everything that's happened through my journey, I now really, really, really feel passionate. It kills me when I think of, you know, students who are saying to me they feel ugly or they mm. don't feel good enough or they don't feel this. That literally... I'm, I'm crying in most yeah. of my lessons. Like, I've, I've seen girls cry, boys cry, mm -hmm. just from closing their eyes and me doing, like, a situation. I'm just talking to them, kind of like what Tugi did with us. Mm -hmm. And they're just breaking down. But afterwards, they're like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. Like... Yeah. It's almost like a relief. You're like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. just, it's something Counseling, you carry. Counselling, kind of. It almost is, yeah. yeah. And I feel, oh, my God, I wish I had someone to go to 100%. when I was 20 years old yeah, to do that yeah. with. So for me, So What Now Artist, that's what it's all about. It's making forward steps, not mm -hmm. sitting and dwelling and feeling lost and feeling like you're totally alone in your battle. Yeah. No, I think it's fucking dope what you're doing. <laughs> I was reading through... Um, the story, the page they put up. So you put up like three different, most of them have been like three yeah, different photos and then yeah. the stories. And I was like, wow, if only people like could know this about, like I always say, think of people like Brian Freeman. Like everyone goes, oh my God, it's Brian Freeman. Yeah. I'm like, if people could hear the things that probably he's insecure about, like then they'd see like a different person. 
Like, do you know what I mean? A human. A human. And then it's more relatable. And that's what that's what's so great about, you know, the podcast, about what you're doing, about all the other ones which have started to pop up. Yeah. It's about making people relatable. Yeah, and so they're not alone. They know they're not alone. The amount of those conversations I've had with people who are in, the, in training, in the middle of their career, in a career change, or coming to the end and, you know, just go, do you know what? I want to do mm-hmm. totally just not be involved in the entertainment industry the amount of conversations I've had where they've said I felt so alone and I thought mm-hmm. I was the only one who felt that way mm-hmm. when you know on jobs for example we were doing James Arthur Amory's music video for um, The Greatest Showman mm-hmm. uh, Rewrite the Stars it was me and me and Levi mm-hmm. had this, and Suzette and a couple of, like Alex we had a couple of other dancers and we were all having this conversation Conversation, you know mm-hmm. it's on those jobs you have those yeah. conversations get deep get deep and hearing Suzette who's an agent a choreographer she was voicing things that I, you know, was thinking, oh my God, that's how I feel. I never thought yeah. you would feel that way as well because yeah. she's an agent and she's, and same with Levi, you know, you turn around to me, he made a comment like, bloody hell, you're lucky if you're making 16 grand a year as a dancer, yeah. you know, and we just had these open discussions, but there's so many moments like, God, I felt like I was, I was the only one who felt that way. Yeah. It's about making it known that you're not. And I feel like we just all become very mentally captive in our own heads yeah i agree philip joel you know philip joel uh of but not yeah. personally he's um talking about doing for guys like a seminar talking about like mental health and having all different guys in different fields of the entertainment industry yeah. talk so you know if it's like commercial dancers or yes. whatever straight commercial dancers, they can relate to me if it's west end people they can relate to him and having that talk and i was like this is brilliant where's all this kind of stuff been i know obviously we're going through uh lots of traumatic things in in the world at the moment with like people's like suicide and like depression and stuff so it's a great time that is happening but if this had happened 15 years ago maybe we would have avoided a lot of it and i feel like i'm i'm pretty sure 100 percent that there wasn't this much depression and stuff pre-social media no and it's (laughs) there 100 percent wasn't it's it's an amazing platform i say to people all the time you know it's such a good platform and it's giving you know it's giving people business it's given mm-hmm. people so many avenues to go down but at the same time there's always going to be pros and cons and it's caused a huge problem and especially in entertainments like this why with i'm not so what now dancer because mm-hmm. it's not just dancers who are suffering no. we're talking like you know backing singers uh-huh. uh, aerialists everyone everyone like uh makeup artists we're all self-employed we're all in the, in that business um puppeteers mm-hmm. uh it all comes into yeah. the same boat. We all go into the same boat and it should have been dealt with. But the problem is social media is now so evolved and mm-hmm. it's only really taken off in the last couple of years that now the problems arise and now yeah. it's time to kind of try and deal with it as we go, I suppose. I'm so grateful we didn't have to have the pressure of social media through training. Because yeah. I think I prob- maybe oh, I, would crum- I would have crumbled. crumbled. Yeah. I, I, it's weird. In college, I actually didn't give a shit at all. It didn't affect me in mm. the slightest. I saw it affect everyone else. And I remember thinking, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I think it's just because I had nothing else to influence me but other people. Do you know what I mean? I did when I could go home, I'd just play on PlayStation or just watch film and it'd be that. It wouldn't be, I'll go home and see what other people are doing. Yeah. And be surrounded by mo- even more. I yeah. could escape it. Whereas now you can't escape it. You can't escape it anywhere. And it's so easy to become totally um, intoxicated by it. I say to on So What Now artists, who are you following? Mm. 
If they're not adding you value, why do exactly. you follow Exactly. If they're making you feel like shit, mm-hmm. why are you following I've them? I've said it on here. I used to follow all these... Fit- when Instagram first came yeah. out, I used to follow all these different fitness accounts. And it, all it was was people posing with no clothes on, not adding any value to my life. And I remember I always used to be like, why don't I look like that? Why don't I look like that? So I unfollowed them all. Yeah. I literally unfollowed all of them. And now I only follow things which teach me something yes. or if I know them. Yeah, you know personally. What I mean? I've actually unfollowed some people I know because they make me feel bad because I'm like, oh my God, you're doing this, you're doing this. And I compare myself yeah. to it and I go... It's okay to say no and go, I don't want it's that. It's not, I don't like you, but you're not adding value to me. Yes, it's nothing personal. And I think that's a massive trap as well for performers. They follow their peers or they follow people who they think they should follow or they have to follow. And then they're seeing all these amazing things they're doing. And da, da, da. I know full well there's dancers, performers out there, artists mm-hmm. out there who are being smart with their social media and they're making out they're busy and they're not. And they're no. saying, I'm not busy at the moment. I'll be like, oh my God, you're so busy. How are you? And yeah. I see them personally and they're like, I'm actually really struggling at the mm. moment. Da, da, da. But they're being smart with their social media. So you can't fault them for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, for you, because you're making a brand out of it. Yeah. But at the same time, don't fall in the, the trap where you're so naive to think, oh my God, but I'm last, not doing that. Yeah. I didn't get asked to go to that audition. I didn't get asked to do that. There's loads of aud- auditions I didn't get asked to go to this year. Did I get upset about it? Did I start ringing mm. on, banging on doors? Why didn't you invite it. me? I accept it. It wasn't meant for me. And I'm very cautious of who I follow. Celebrity culture as well. I think you shouldn't follow people who make you feel bad about yourself. Don't, follow- f- don't follow the Kardashians, kids. I always use Kylie Jenner as a rich. I've got a lot of respect in the, in yeah. the sense of they've formed a huge business and they've told everyone it's okay to have fake butts. It's not okay. It's not, and you shouldn't have to change yourself. <laughs> you shouldn't have to change your butt. You shouldn't have to change your butt. Or if you want to change your butt, do the work. <laughs> Get those squats in and go down and again. Like a big butt and skinny legs makes no sense. <laughs> oh my god, just walking around like ding, ding. like on pins. Literally, but again, um, fitness. Um, what you're eating it's a lifestyle choice as a performer mm. are you, you're an athlete are you putting in the right things into your body uh, you said about eating disorders that's mm. a huge, huge thing and it's something I never really mm-hmm. I experienced it at college with others like girls I lived with who yeah. had eating disorders and it made me very aware of it at a young age mm. and I feel like I've been on tipping point where I could have delve into it and I've gone oh and I've always managed to res- pull myself back thank mm-hmm. god however um, I never, 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 never knew how big of an issue it is still yeah. today in the industry. Oh, and it's huge. It's huge. And how much it's just sh- like shoved under the rug and no one mm-hmm. talks about it. Um, I did an interview recently and one of the, uh, Megan spoke openly about, you know, her issue she's had. And I was stunned because actually Megan for me has been like a bit of a girl crush over the mm-hmm. years. I've always been like, oh my God, she's amazing. I just think she's she's amazing she is just amazing mm. and I always felt a bit I always felt she was real yeah which she, wears I think a, is she wears why, a heart on a sleeve which is why I was drawn to her mm-hmm. and you know and when she said yeah I'd love to do the interview with you um, and she openly was that open I thought I wish everyone was as open as you because yeah. I know so many girls who idolise her that who, could hear that information who could hear that embassy, that hear that and maybe stop them from going down that route or maybe they can go oh my god I can I relate and I'm in that boat and maybe Mm -hmm. there's you know there is a way to get out of it I just think again in college they don't they don't there's no education I was put on a set of scales and I got pulled in after having um, a break over you know you have your Christmas breaks and whatever Mm -hmm. and I'd caught a bug yeah. It is what it is. If you've got sickness bug, you're going to lose weight. Yeah. And I got pulled in and they put me on the scales and asked if I had an eating disorder. It wasn't even gently yeah. um, 
touched upon. It was just, have you got an eating disorder? If you do, you need to tell us now. Yeah. And I was like, pardon? Yeah. I was 16. I was like, no, I don't. What's that? I've just lost weight. 16, and I'm, what's that? And I want to go back to my ballet class. Um, but there was a girl in my year who developed a very quick eating disorder and it was literally visibly hmm. the most unreal thing I've seen in my yeah. life. And I felt that, co- I felt that colleges have, should deal with that better yeah. and they should, shouldn't treat it like the elephant in the hmm. room. I think every college, college should have a counsellor. Oh, like, massively, or a mentor. Yeah, I feel like I'm where they can go to every <laughs> where they can go to every week. I feel like I am a counselor. Yeah. Not, not. I'm not being paid mm-hmm. to do that, but yeah. I, I'm like that with, um, not just. I'm not talking about Stella Man. I'm talking as a whole of people. I teach when I teach. Mm-hmm. I'm all. I'm always very. They come. To, they'll come to me and they'll just want to ask me a question or talk to me about it. And there's nothing wrong with giving your time. I don't. You know. I don't see anything wrong if they message me on Instagram and say, you know, I'm really struggling with this and. Did, I'm there. Yeah, hundred percent. Even if I don't know them, yeah. I'm there. I've had I girls say, from God knows where messaging me. I say it me. to my Wilkes students. I mean, I don't teach anywhere else, but I say it to them like I'm not your teacher. I'm your friend. I just have information you need. I'm passing. Yeah, like, I'm giving you all I can give. I'm you. not your teacher. I'm not superior than you. I'm not better no. than you. I'm nothing above you. I just have information in this room, right in this yes. in this hour and a half that you need. Outside of this, we're equal. We're friends. If you need anything that I can help you on, ring me and vice versa. And it's not just the five, six, seven, eight to get in there. And vice versa. Like there's some of them which are amazing tap dancers. And I always say to them, teach me how to do a shuffle. Exactly. I can't do it, you know what I mean? And it's like, you're superior to me in that realm. Yeah. So it's fine. It's just about helping. I feel like if everyone's mission was to try and help someone every day or make a positive that. impact, like I always try and like it's little things which bug me like when someone orders a coffee they don't say thank you or they don't say how's yes. your day or they d- like just the, the simple the things, which, things which affect everyone like if you're nice to her that could affect her next 10 customers but then or, and it carries over through all aspects of life not just dance not lifestyle. just performance yeah it's just your genuine etiquette and also I feel that in I totally agree with what you just said and actually it's something I when I started listening to podcasts originally that's something I really picked up on and I always started reading things like The Power of Now and A New mm-hmm. Earth things that I'd never opened my eyes up to and I thought oh my god just the smallest thing and also energies you know if someone's going to be like negative Nancy for example on a job or just at your coffee shop or wherever you don't have to be that, that back just mm. take, just be like have a good day you yeah. never know how it can change someone um change someone's outlook on the whole day if they're having a bad day yeah. you never know what's going on in people's lives but same with teaching um i'm very much with someone our artists training and teaching and educating how you're how you are on jobs how you are in rehearsals how you are in training you know it's all well and good going oh well, don't bring your outside life into the studio that's mm-hmm. all well and good saying that we're all human we all yeah. have bad days it's difficult to do i agree you, you've got to do your best yes. efforts not to but it is difficult yeah. and it happens. but i think it's more about teaching people how just to be you know teach everyone teach everyone how you'd like to be treated mm-hmm. doesn't matter if like you say you're mm-hmm. superior or you're not that's what i learned in film world mm-hmm. i found it really difficult to why am I eating with all the superior people mm. and all the crowd are treated like peasants? Yeah. That's how I felt. And yeah. I felt because I would have been, as a dancer, yeah. treated like a peasant. So it was like when I did an a advert in LA and I had my own trailer. Exactly. I ate all the nice food. Exactly. And everyone else sat in a tent, like 50 people, and it was like 103 degrees. And I had an aircon trailer and they all had that. And I went out there and sat with them. Yeah. Because I was guilty because they were my friends. And also because you're normally treated. But they were my friends yeah. and there's not enough space for you all to come in here. So I'm going to come and sit with all yeah. of you. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Why wouldn't you? Um, why wouldn't you? It makes no sense. Mm. But I think that's missing. And I feel there's a lot of ego now. 
there's yeah. a lot of ego, which comes from, oh, I've got this amount of followers. I've comes to social media again. Mm. People get a self, like you're just because you, even if you've got one million followers, doesn't mean you can be in no. arsehole. No, <laughs> I've got friends who have got three million followers, right. and and it doesn't mean people. someone's in a better state than you. Look at Demi Lovato. Look at you know yeah. all these people which are famous are suffering doesn't and mean struggling. It doesn't mean mentally they're in a better place or or a worse place. They're all human. You just got to help each other. Exactly. So I think it's a massive strong point. And again, Dancers Network are pushing it. And mm -hmm. like you, you know, I'm sure like you just said when you teach, I'm sure many teachers do it everywhere. But I think it's just such a strong point to teach students, especially now with social media, now that ego is so big and thriving, mm -hmm. to teach just to be nice, mm. be on time, do your job, do your job well, and mm. be nice to everyone, even if it's the cleaner or if someone's yeah. bringing you a coffee. You never know where they're going to lead either. Never. Um, just, be, just be you. Mm -hmm. Be pleasant, have manners, say... <laughs> These are simple things yeah. your parents teach you, really. Mm -hmm. But I think <laughs> we get lost when the minute... Likes, followers, yeah. ego. Ego comes in. People lose that. I've had people be snub me and be mm. rude to me, and I thought, wow, okay, mm -hmm. that was so unnecessary and not needed. And they think they're better than you, and yeah. then you're on a job and you're superior to them. Yeah. Like just be nice. You never know when things are going to turn around. Yeah, be nice to everyone. Basically. If you could tell seventeen-year-old Hannah one bit of advice, what would it be? Do you, don't care for anyone else's opinion apart from your own mm -hmm. and to look at yourself with kinder eyes. That's my one thing. That's brilliant. Look, I definitely should have and I do now for mm -hmm. sure. I still do and we all make mistakes even now, you know what it's like mm -hmm. even in career now, like we all make mistakes. Um, I'm human, but l I've definitely learned to look at myself with kinder eyes and also just to go for it. Like like you say, why why didn't I start So What Now Artist two years ago? Mm -hmm. That was only me holding myself back. Mm -hmm. And I say to people who follow that page or may follow me, you know, do whatever it is you want to do. You're the only person stopping yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think we are, we are all our worst enemies in 100%. one way. Your biggest strengths are your biggest weaknesses. Yes. So I definitely would just, yeah, that would be my one bit of advice. Do you. Don't care what anyone else thinks. Amazing. Um, let's wrap this up because my battery's going. Uh, meep, meep, bye, meep. battery. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for People having me. People can find you on Instagram at so what now artist. That's correct. So what now artist. And my Instagram's Hannah Levitt Collins. But yeah, the page is so what now artist. And we oh. also have a Facebook page. Oh, killing it. Ooh, it's new though, so don't get too excited. The Instagram page is the main hub. Yeah, I'm doing it. Well, I'm not even doing that well on Instagram, but my Facebook ins and outs page is horrendous so if someone wants to take over that for me is this your instagram my instagram page yes all right and but my facebook you can do it go for I it i mean i'm down i hate doing <laughs> this shit it is that's the thing and always and that's one thing i've learned again don't when you just flick past people's pages or their uh, pictures a lot of time and effort goes into those posts influencers yeah. spend a lot of time um but yeah, uh, yeah. I hate it. So if someone wants to live that life for me, holla at your boy. <laughs> that life for me. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. Um, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe, share with your friends and family. Follow us both on Instagram, yes. Facebook, and Twitter. And no, I don't have Snapchat for you to slide in oh, on. Oh, I don't. Sorry. Peace out, motherfuckers. Bye. Bye.